it's about getting into schools and talking to young people because you know I, I know that people can change uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever and we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there absolutely Hello guys, we are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults and those who wish to be as different as possible so thank you very much to find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do and more importantly how you can help head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com this is rob lane of the straight to video podcast and you're listening to the chronicles of podcasts with jamie and tom Hi guys, it's the 55th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast and uh, oh sorry, I forgot to double wave, I do massively apologise, there's your double wave, but we won't carry on, it's absolutely fine Jamie, so, you know, with all that carpal tunnel and whatnot that we keep getting from here, where we do the show, like, oh, I've been double waving again, for fuck's sake, um, but it's the 55th edition and uh, Jamie, I believe, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, right, correct me if I'm wrong, I will that these are the chronicles of Rob Lane. I don't need to correct you. Straight to video? Podcast? You're right. No corrections oh. needed. Lovely. Perfect. Well, uh, we better keep getting the show on the road because for some reason the guy behind is getting quite pissed off. Hit it! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 55th edition, that was quite hard to say, of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these are the Chronicles of Rob Lane. It is I, the bearded Brummy Jamie, and with me, as always, as always, is this handsome fellow over there. Scotsman Tom, what's going on, guys and girls? Yes, as Jamie alluded to with his these uh, going to that anthem that it's my, is it's, Britain's. My, it's my tribute. Is that your tribute? Obviously, Queen Elizabeth II passed away uh, last Thursday, so obviously Britain is in mourning. I, for one, uh, am not a royalist in any shape or form. Uh, this is solely my opinion of me. Um, I'm. It just doesn't interest me in the shape or form. She had a great innings. She did a great job. Fantastic. She was 96. She did unbelievable work. Exactly that. Yeah. It, like I said, as I keep saying, like I'm not a royalist at all. But at the end of the day, she's someone's mom, she's someone's grandmother, and ninety percent of the population have only ever known her as she's that constant in all of our lives, and it's a little bit weird. Like the first time I hear "God Save the King" is going to be a weird experience. 
Yeah, fair, that's no fair, fair. It was funny because at work early today, because we've got brand new TVs installed, and obviously all the ceremonies in Scotland have been happening today. And um, I was in, I was upstairs in the staffy area, and I went to open the door to get back into the main clinic area. And as I opened the door to walk to the main clinic, bad pipes started playing, <laughs> and everyone started going. Yeah. <laughs> Tom's alright, for Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And they started going. I was like, just like waltzing through, like, yeah. <laughs> It was hilarious, uh, but yes, we have we have a king now. Uh, we do, we do have a king. Yeah, so that's a thing. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's, uh, let's, there we are. Let's, then. Let's, let's let's yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We, we've got a new one now, which I can't wait to tell you about. So Ooh, uh, okay, so. color me but, intrigued. Uh, yeah, it was quite an interesting uh, Friday. Was a interesting day. Let's put it that way. Still, okay. I'll get I'll, I'll catch you up in the in the in uh, the. Fuck me, the catch up. Catch up. Yeah. That's, my my brain just went. You're on your own. Sorry, Tom. No, not tonight. It's because um, it's a late night recording. Late night recording. Yeah. Because <laughs> some fucker wants to watch this movie called Clerks, apparently. Anyway, um, so, Jamie. Yes, sir. Do you, do you, parents tell kids some fucking mental shit, don't they? Yes, they do. I imagine you do it now, as you know, now you're a parent, you know, doing the same thing to your children. Do you remember when parents would tell you not to eat the seeds from peppers or melons because they would grow inside you? Yeah, I haven't been told that yet. What? Yeah. Oh, don't eat them. Uh, no. Why? You'll, you'll have a tree come up and grow out your mouth. Yeah. You don't want that but now, do you? You don't think that your stomach has no soil. <laughs> it has no roots that the seed can actually grow within. You know what I mean? It just goes, oh, I'm fucked here. It's acid. I'm dead. Um, it's a pretty stupid. It's, same it's way, like, it's like, don't swallow your chewing gum. Your bones will stick together. No, they won't. I never heard that. I never, never heard, heard that. that? Never. That must be a Birmingham thing. So you've now got the church to Michael Gambon. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> I've forgotten the second one to be honest with you. And now your bones will sit together if you swallow chewing gum. Chewing yeah. gum is incessantly hard to swallow. Plus, I always get really worried it's going to stick to the inside of, you, of your uh, esophagus when you actually... Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're Heimlich, it'd just be like, it'd be like, uh, like a trampoline. <laughs> yeah, that'd be quite weird, wouldn't it? But yeah. Um, if you eat too many chocolate biscuits, you're going to turn into a chocolate biscuit. Oh, um, choc ices when I was a kid. My nan used to say that. Oh, if you really? eat any more choc ices, you're going to turn into a choc ice. I'm not a choc ice, nan. <laughs> Smashed it. Killed it. <laughs> no. Succeeded at life. I'm not a choc Spell, ice. <laughs> spells don't work on me. <laughs> um, so, as a kid, right, I lived in Germany at the time. When you were a kid, did you ever have a base? Like a base of operations with your friends? Oh, once for a very short period of time. I didn't have many friends when I was a kid. But I know oh, exactly sorry. what you mean. I know, pity me. I know exactly what you mean. That mine was in a hedge. Yeah. We made, we made a den in a hedge. Yeah. Yeah. So literally, I was I don't know why I remember this, but I remember we were at war with another lo- load of mates. So like they weren't friends of ours. They were friends. They were friends, and then we had our friends. But then we hated each other for some weird ass reason. Um, so we had there was like this really bit weird bit of forestry, but it was really small in in where we lived in Erdgrabenberg in Germany, and it was just like really long trees with loads of space. So we we're like, this is our base, perfect. We used to play Power Rangers in there and climb the trees and all that sort of malarkey. I was always blue. Love love missing Billy, but um, 
we yeah so we built the base etc and we were at war with these with these kids we were at war we didn't really fight i don't really know what happened i think we had like stick fights and stuff and yeah it was like (laughs) yeah just like that sort of shit do you know what i mean um anyway i remember my sister i can't remember how old she was four and she joined in and she told us (laughs) she literally was like I took one of the kids and I threw him on top of the garage. And I was like, did you? That's, what? That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> that, that sort of stupid shit, do you know what I mean? Anyway. I didn't know you were that strong. The whole point of this of this story was, there was a day where the, the, the friends we were at war had taken over our base. <gasps> Bastards. And we weren't, yeah, we were not happy about it. So I was like, sorry, I've got a plan. Okay, so I got my mates here. I was like, I've got a plan. Okay, I'm gonna pretend to be ill. Okay, and they'll give us it back. <laughs> yeah, kid logic. So I went, I walked in, and they're like, what, what are you doing there? I was like, guys, I just, you know, I just don't feel well. Like, my stomach's going, like, I just, I just feel sick. Like, you know, you've taken off basic. My mum's crying. Mum's, mum's crying. <laughs> and you know, not well, I, you know, because you've taken our base off us. Like, you know, would you be all right giving it back? Is that okay? Uh, just, you know, just for my mum or anything else. And they were like, all right, then, and left. Like, what the f- really? I was expecting okay. you to say they turned around, they looked me dead in the eyes, went, nine. <laughs> it was, they were English kids. It's, you know, let's not, let's not be xenophobic now, Jamie. Okay. <laughs> German for no. That's not xenophobic. No, I was joking. I was joking. I was, joking. Um, I was trying to be funny. And my brain was like, no, you've, you've interviewed already. Let's not take get carried away with the talking bits now. You've had your funny moments. Now just be sensible. Um, so, yeah, but this just randomly came to mind. I remembered in Germany. I also thought it was a really good idea. It, it also, when I lived there, to, uh, you know, you had the really ridiculously fucking just sheet of metal slides. Yes. Before health and safety was a thing. <laughs> yeah, um, that should not be allowed out in direct sunlight. Yeah. Yes, those. And I'd slide down it and I thought it was a really great idea because it had wooden sides to put my legs over the sides to slide <sighs> down. And I burnt all the back of my hamstrings of my legs. And I was in like ins- the pain was ridiculous. But I thought it was a great idea to slide on my ass with my legs out on the wood all the way down. And it was all jaggedy and was not so much pleasant. a great idea no no was not was not no. but a great idea the last thing i wanted to ask you before we crack on is um jamie hello sir have you ever bagsied a biscuit <laughs> actually the last one <laughs> i'm talking <laughs> before it's been opened <laughs> well before it's been opened well like you want the first one out of the packet so basically, we were given these biscuits at work last week as like a token of. Oh, this is a modern thing. Expected this bitch. Yeah, no, this is this is this is a modern thing. This was last week. Anyway, so I I was excited because they're M and S biscuits. There's two big boxes. Like, oh my god! Like, I'm gonna go and work in the prep room because you know I want to work in it. But I took a massive mug of tea with me. I was like, I'm so excited. It's like biscuit heaven. Walked in, put my tea down, turned, looked. The box was open, and it said. Dino on there, and I went, oh, oh, these must not be the ones. These must be the the biscuit. They must be his. So he's one of my managers. I was like, I okay. won't touch these because they're obviously they're obviously for him. So I drank my tea. One of my colleagues walks in, opens the thing, starts eating it. I'm like, wait, what? What's going on here? And she's like, oh no, these are for everyone. So I went and grabbed Dino. It's like, what? And he went, oh yeah, it's bagged the biscuit. 
Is that's really one the white one. So I wrote my name on the white one. So it's literally on the white one so that no one took it. He's <laughs> like, I just bags with a biscuit. But I, I mean, finished fair play. I finished my fucking tea. Oh, I would have been gutted. I would have gone and made myself another one. Just for the uh, sake of it. Yeah. <laughs> fucking I was like, you you what? So I thought they were his because he'd written his name, but he just he'd literally written on the biscuit he wanted and bagsied it. <laughs> I mean, fair play. No one touched him, so fair, it worked. Well, exactly. Oh, fair play to fair motherfucker. Play to... <laughs> I would, anyway. I would have grabbed one of the white ones and gone. This is just because I had to have tea without biscuits because of you. No, I found the, I found the orange cream one and I was golden. Oh, there you absolutely go. golden. But uh, how are you, Jamie? I'm good. I actually wanted to ask you a couple of questions this week. Oh, I was thinking the other day while listening to some '90s pop in the car, isn't it? Why do you think modern music doesn't have that same je ne sais quoi as pop music from the 90s did? I have a fear. Is, is it because it was our generation sort of thing? So, like, we were susceptible to whatever we heard. and it was Because everybody from the generations they're from always goes, oh, 70s music was fantastic. Oh, 80s music. No, 90s music. Oh, no, millennials. You know what I mean? Even, that, even like, modern-day kids, they don't seem to have that love for the, the pop tunes like they used to when we were kids. because like, TikTok's around. So I have a theory. It's because there's no dance moves in these things anymore. Like if you say Macarena, you're in there. Tragedy. I can't remember the dance for five, six, seven, eight, but steps. But every freaking popular dance song, pop song, had a dance. I don't think they do anymore. School yeah. discos were the bomb because you got to bust out yeah, all your dance moves. Well, running around like an airplane and skidding your knees. Yeah, too right. But they all had a dance. And they don't have dances anymore. That is the fall of modern pop music. That is my my guess anyway. It's just money now, isn't it? Money, money, money. Can you still remember the dance to the Macarena? Which is that of an interest? Yes. Good. And Saturday night. I can't remember the Saturday night one. Is it Sway? That. That. Yes, I remember now. Yeah. Yeah. And then jump forward, backwards, side, side, turn. I think. See, they don't do that anymore. And my other thing, my other thing I wanted to ask you is, I don't want to insult people's beliefs here, but why the fuck are horoscopes a thing and why do people believe in them? Because some people just do, Jamie. That's just... I don't get it. This spurred from a conversation I had with a friend of mine. She went, it's weird. You're a Leo. I don't normally like Leos, but I get along with you. I was like, what? That was one of the brummiest things I've ever heard in my life. I don't normally like Leos. (laughs) That's all I got out of that was, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was brummy. Fuck me. <laughs> it's almost like I lived there for a second then. It's like, fuck, where am I? <laughs> You're a Leo. We don't normally like Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Oh, I don't, don't, don't get why. Where did that accent come from? I like, don't know. <laughs> I didn't realise I sounded that brummy. I can't wait for you to edit this and listen back to that because I was like, fuck. <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, yeah I, just, I just don't get why people believe in horoscopes so much. Like, just because you're born on a certain day doesn't mean you're an arsehole and you're not getting to go along with someone else. I don't get it. Yeah, I, it's just one of those. I just don't believe in it. I don't believe in it. So, you know, I meant to have a split personality. I suppose I do have, you know, Hilarious as fucking moody twat. I suppose I do. You know, I think Karis will be sat there going, "Yeah, you can be a prick when you're tired, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. 
But anyway, it's one of those things, I suppose. Uh, it's the ones that get, and this is probably the cause some shit. I don't mean it to it anyway. Mediums. Stop oh, it. yeah, no, not a thing. Well, there's, there is a, there's a, J, there's a J in the room. I feel J. J. You like Jaffa cakes? Yes, I knew you did. Like, <laughs> like, fuck off. You mixing those two things together. Do you remember in the 90s when you had Mystic Meg on TV? And she's like, I, With feel the like I feel like a Sagittarius is going to win the lottery this week. Get out, Meg. What you want? Do you she got this, I wonder if she got this right. Do you reckon she got one right randomly? It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> what a guess. <laughs> I mean, the Mystic Ball. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have two wines tonight. <laughs> oh, but anyway, how are you, sir? How are you? I also was Paul O'Grady in drag. Yeah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> I'm really savage. <laughs> no, I, I also thought he was Mr. Meg as well for some reason. I don't know why. No offense, Mr. Meg. Really this, this, uh, just, uh, yeah, there we are. Um, there we are. Um, yeah, I'm good. Uh, hey? If you listen to this, I just love the idea of Mystic Meg watching Ashman. <laughs> just probably there going like, oh, what a bastard. Not a shit at all. It's just, no, yeah. <laughs> I, I fucking hate it. I can fucking hate it in my head. I can fucking hear you, prick. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm absolutely fine. Um, tired as always, but you know, there we are. Um, loving the non-wired headphones, loving the wireless that I'm able to move around and not have to worry about a fucking dangly piece of shit in my face. It's great. I know, yeah. Um, I'm quite... It's good. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. There's not really a lot to report to be quite honest with you. It's just been a bit of a a lot, a big reannering week. To be quite honest, again as as always. Um, although I I did have to take an accidental holiday because I didn't get given enough shifts. Um, what? Yeah, so we'll leave that there. Um, so I took holiday for something that wasn't my fuck up. But there we are. Um, so yeah, it's all good, my friend. All good. What have you? Uh, what have you been doing with yourself? No, I'll be honest. I've mostly been reannering. I haven't really done a fat lot. I have one thing I've done, which was amazing though, because my boy. Sam turned 13, which was amazing, and I felt really old. But, yeah, that's all I've really done this week is Sam's birthday. <laughs> I've not really done that? a lot. It was wonderful. Um, I spent the night there, went to go see him. I brought him a Wii because, you know, apparently 13-year-old want retro consoles now. So I brought him a Wii, as you do, um, which chilled out, ate pizza. And you know how I gave Harrison his birthday money attached to a Lego tree? Yeah. I... I put Sam's birthday money inside balloons and he had to pop the balloons in order to get his money out. He wasn't best pleased because he had a headache. <laughs> I oh, did yeah. say, just wait till later and you can do it when your headache's gone away. He's like, no, it's fine. I've never heard anyone sound so hard done by when being given money. Jay, what age did he turn? 13. He's going to strap down a thing now. Yeah. 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 Fucking hate you. No. <laughs> and uh, the only one for it, what else have I done this week? Becky's brought tickets for us to go see Pendulum next year. Should be I thought they've broken up. They're doing a reunion tour. They're doing a couple of shows in London, so potentially going to see Pendulum in London. We could sort out a You've got tickets. She's got tickets, but I might not be able to go because of childcare, because it's in the middle of the bloody week. So, so either me and Becky going, or Becky and her friend are going. One of the two. So, either, either way. Either way is good. Okay. I, I, can, I can just listen to them on, the, on Alexa again. <laughs> She chose them over me. No joking. Um, and the best thing that happened this week, the kids went back to school. Yes! Summer holidays are over. Thank Christ. Oh, I've never been Please so tell me. Almost dropped Please. 
What? What? <laughs> drop kicker into school. Please tell me you'd work like everybody else and put fucking photos online. I didn't. She did. I, I don't. I don't get it. I no, might I take either. some photos of myself going to work. <laughs> I I, no, I'm being serious. It. I might actually do it. <laughs> you should. I, going to work again. <laughs> I don't. Back. I don't understand it, if I'm really honest. You know, no, I oh, don't. Well, your, your kid's a year older. I mean, I get the, Take the photos, by all means. Like, am I being a bit of a Grinch? Like, I'm I mean, just... I half get it. Like, say it's their first day or the first day in senior school. Yeah. I, like, I get that. But right. the, it's the next year. They're in the same uniform, going to the same school. Yeah, I don't get that. I'm going to do it. On my work anniversary, every April, I'm going to take <laughs> photos of myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Year free at Specsavers. Yeah, exactly. I just, oh my god, please you, do it. I I don't I don't get it. It's because I don't have kids. I just Possibly. don't. I just don't understand. I don't want to see a child in uniform. Like it's just odd. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I get I get wanting to commemorate those milestone ones, but for just it's another year at school. Like, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. No, look look what I made. <laughs> <Don't really want laughs> Sorry, oh. sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, what else has been happening this week? Um, what have I been watching, sir? What have I been watching? I watched Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping, the Lonely Island Popstar I movie. need to see that movie. I still oh, haven't seen it. I love that film. It's so funny. And I just love all the songs in it. It's amazing. Um, I finished The Orville, finally. See, so <sighs> I have not even bothered. It's good. I, do, I did enjoy it, but it's so different to the first two seasons. Like it's what made it stand out is gone, and that's the comedy thing. It's just like watching Star Trek. Luckily, I like Star yeah, Trek, so I enjoyed it. But for me, it's yeah. been like, yeah, it's struggling. Get, I'm on episode I, five. I can't be asked. I don't get why they changed it. I really don't. <laughs> just that's what made it good and stand out. But there we go. Um, as I said, I stayed over at the kids' house, and we after the kids went to bed, we were looking through Netflix, and we just go, "What the hell can we watch?" And we saw a documentary. And it's possibly the weirdest thing I've ever watched in my life. It's called Confessions of an Alien Abductee. So Luke's been talking about this. As a, it's fucking weird. Yeah, people, there's like a member of the Labour Party in there. Yes, so far, yes, there is, yeah. yep. Talking and about how they get abducted regularly, like, what? Yeah, this woman's just like, I don't know, I was just sitting there, and then my fags were there, and then I turned around, and they've been moved. Aliens moved them. It's like, no, they didn't, love. You just forgot where you put them. Is there one said they had an alien wife? And they had alien kids and stuff. Yep. That's the guy that works for the Labour Party. Yeah. Yep. He's back and he's been abducted hundreds of times. And he's stopped taking them drugs. Yeah. There's this one woman that goes for tech. She actually goes for MRI scans and stuff like that because she's adamant that she has alien DNA inside of her. And yeah, these are some weird people. Very, very weird people. There we are. <laughs> but there we are. And the last thing I've watched. Do you know what? Do you know where I am at the moment, sir? I have watched up to 4 a.m. on the day of the California presidential primary. You're on 24. Yeah. <laughs> How far in? Uh, I'm on, well, I'm up to 4 a.m., so it's what, episode four? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when it starts. It's the start of midnight. It starts at midnight, yeah. So I've watched up to midnight to one, one to two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Sorry. I need to start episode four. I mean, As I know I, I'm a massive 24 fan, but with the times, I have no fucking clue. Yeah. I was just like, I sat up. 
I was like, what can I watch? I finished the oil. What can I watch? I was like, I, you know what? I'm going to do my boy proud. I'm going to, I'm going to start 24, see how I get on with it. And it's really fucking good. <laughs> it's really fucking good. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's the Pope shit in the woods. It's, you know what I mean? It's a bear <laughs> shit in the woods. It's not a Pope. Sorry. It's, it's a bear. <laughs> really fuck that up straight away. <laughs> it's a Pope Catholic, is what I was meant to say. Um, <laughs> Pope shit in the woods. <laughs> yes, actually, he does. He does. Um, it's one of those things where I go, yeah, it, you know, how would I explain it? Because I know I'm a prick for it as well. People go, you should watch that. I go, yeah, all right, some point. But 24 <laughs> is like, and it only gets better. Like, it's the greatest team, in my opinion, the greatest TV show ever made. Oh, I'm a, the thing that put me off watching it before is I couldn't quite work out how they fit 20, this one day into a whole series. Like, this series is just going to drag. I don't like the ideas, but nah, it's good. It, do, it is good. Yes. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying. I can't it. wait for you to actually get like. Twenty four is one of those shows where you go. There's no way they they did it. Oh my fuck! Like <laughs> it's like a Game of Thrones. Nobody's safe. It's amazing. It's like so much has happened in four hours. Like it's yep. nuts. <laughs> yeah, the, very very eventful. The bits I was like, "Well, oh, he's got time to eat and have a shit." You're like probably in the advert breaks. <laughs> I do like I like the fact though we know where the advert breaks is because it skips like a couple of minutes in time. I was like, that's it was clever. Filmed, filmed in real time. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's fucking really I'm so clever. proud of you. I'm so proud of you that you started watching that and you didn't tell me you fucker. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought I'd tell you on the show. Anyway, what have you been up to, my friend? Uh Rihanna-in. Literally Rihanna-in to fuck. Um like I said, I had we had mine and Keris's anniversary was last Tuesday. Of course, uh, happy anniversary. Thank you. Oh, one full year. Uh, I made my first Instagram reel and I was actually quite proud of myself. I'm not going to lie. And that sounds quite lame, but I was like, I'm really, really proud of this. And I managed to get our, our tagline of our song was on, uh, was on the reel as well. So I was pretty happy about that. Um, so yeah, we, I bought a flowers, chocolates, wine. Um, I cooked a dinner. I, I just really spoiled the shit out of her basically because she had to work bless her still. So what did you make? Uh, what did you make? What did you make? What did I, what did I make? What did I make? Pasta bake? Yeah, I made pasta bake. That does seem put, to be your go-to. Yeah. I put herbs in there, I put garlic in there. Like I really spruced it up a little bit. Like I was like, la 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 la, la 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 la. <laughs> like I actually, you know, I was like, is that gonna go in? I don't know, but we'll see if I can see if it works. But my god, Jamie, it's fucking delicious. Um, it amazing what you can do, a bit of Italian hair, Italian herbs, and uh, that was French, but still, and garlic, but yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. It was delicious, so we enjoyed that. And we watched a movie called I Came By. Never heard of that. On Netflix with Hugh Bonneville. It's phenomenal. If you haven't watched it, British movie on Netflix. It's number two, I believe, in the top 10. Uh, a thriller about two graffiti artists who are uh, infiltrating rich people's homes and spraying I Came By on the Wall. Um, oh. And then they discover something very dark and it's fucking amazing. Ooh. Yeah, it's good. Really good. Uh, everyone I've recommended to has gone, fuck, that's a great movie. I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> We have almost completed 24 on season eight, episode 19. And we are so close Ooh. to the finale. And I've never seen season nine. I have never seen the half series they did ever. So I am, I'm actually, we're actually be watching together very, very shortly where I'm going to have no idea what's going on. So I'm quite excited. And it was filmed in London. So I'm quite excited. Mm. Yeah. My whole fact, we all wanted to go down to what to like see it being filmed and we can never get the time off together. Like me and my whole family. Um, I also watched a movie called Prisoners. Have you seen that? No, never seen that. Either. With Hugh Jackman and um, Jake Gyllenhaal. 
Oh, my ass. Incredible. Uh, that's about uh, Hugh Jackman's daughter gets abducted. <clears throat> and he thinks the police doing a shit job. Jake Gyllenhaal's the cop. Uh, so he takes matters into his own hands. Oh, my God. It's awesome. Highly recommend that as well. I, really say, I, like, I like that concept. That does sound pretty yeah. cool. It's like, and it's a who done it, like who actually did it. And yeah, uh, I worked it out just before the reveal. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, it's that person. And then it's like, and it was me. Like, what? So yeah, it's really good. Please um, tell me that the unveil was literally like that. It's like, it was no, me. Could you imagine? <laughs> I'd love a reveal like that. You're like, I was the one that did it. And then the, the, the man goes, say what? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. That's a spoof idea. I know, I like it. But off that, Braden told me to watch Zodiac. Apparently that's also of a similar ilk. That's also on Netflix. Very so, good film. I've seen that. Yeah, so we'll go check that at some point. Um, other than that, I've been watching AW. I've almost finished All Out. Um, and WWE, I've caught up. I'm on SmackDown of last week. So... Um, what's great is we, because Carrie enjoyed the castle so much, we actually watched Raw together. And Ooh. she was like, she sat there, she went, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm getting into this. Why am I getting into this? Turn it off now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Smith is excellent. You're um, in now, love. You're in. Uh, so, yeah, literally, other than that, um, I was off Saturday, Max, the day off Saturday. So we went, we went to a recruitment fair. But it's for Carrie. So it was an NHS recruitment fair, but it's for Carrie, right? But it said no recruitment agencies allowed, so we had to lie to get in. Fair. It was like un, it was like undercut, yeah. But it, you no agencies were allowed in uh, oh, because okay. it was the hospitals recruiting themselves to get their own. Their oh, own okay. So nobody could be like seen to be poaching. So we went undercover, <gasps> and uh, we were like, "Oh yeah, we're we're bank hospital staff. We want to be health assistants or whatever it is. You don't have qualifications <laughs> for." And they were like, "Oh yeah, so if you just want," I was like, "Yeah, can I take the details?" I was like, "Oh no, 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 it's okay. We'll take some flyers. We'll just sign up over the QR codes." And they're like, "Yeah, no worries." It was genius. It was fun. Do you wear like a fake like, mustache and stuff? No, but she had a phone and she was just like, "Take a photo." So she's like writing notes. It's just genius. <laughs> so hopefully, no one from there's listened to this. But um, oh, she's been watching twenty four. That was so much fun. It was so much. I can't wait for you to get into more into that series. Like, I'm really pumped to hear what you think. Like, I, I can't wait. Um, I can't wait for your first like what um, moment. Uh, yeah. So um, where have I got? Yeah. So we did that with recruitment fair, and then we interviewed Saturday night, which was amazing. By the way, yeah. Looking forward to releasing that next week. Um, and yeah, we just interviewed now, and here we are. Here we are. Oh, Beautiful. Jamie! Oh my oh. God! How could I forget? Oh, you told me. Okay. The NFL returned. Oh, of course it did. The NFL returned, and the Steelers gave me fifteen heart attacks in the first game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know the season started, but gee, there was a meme I saw earlier, which was, "God, it's been a great season." It's like Pittsburgh Dad, It's been one game. <laughs> it's all <laughs> the fucking like the heart attacks. Chair. We were winning that. And they, we played the Super Bowl runners up from last year. And we were beating them the entire game. And then uh, there was 30-odd seconds left. Um, and they were on, like, the five-yard line to score a touchdown. And we stopped them every time until there was two seconds left. And they scored. Two and it seconds. was 20. Yeah, and it was 20-all. I was there going, and I literally fell into Keris's lap. Like, I don't believe we've thrown this away. They had to kick the field goal to win. I was like, we fucking bottled it. Unbelievable. And she was like, I can't believe it. You've, you've blocked them seven times. And now the last attempt they've scored, she's like, it's ridiculous. And like, we're losing our shit. 
and we blocked the kick. We blocked the kick, and it went to overtime. And I was going, I was losing my fucking mind. And then in overtime, that we three and out straight away. They got the ball back. They got down to the thirty to kick it. He fucking missed again, and I was going, "This is unbelievable." <laughs> we went down there. I'm doing this as quickly as possible because obviously you have no idea what I'm talking about. No, nope. we went right down the other end of the field. We got to kick. We hit the post. <laughs> So oh. we missed. So it kept going. <laughs> um, I think they went, um, they got back down again, but then they fumbled the ball and it went back about 10 yards or so. So they were out of field goal range. So they had to turn the ball over to us. We kicked and scored with 15 seconds to go, I think. Fucking hell. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> I can only imagine you. The my, It's the best spectator sport in the world is watching you watch sports. So... It, it, but even Kerry started screaming. I'm like, what are you screaming for? She's like, it's just exciting. <laughs> so like, I'm cute. really enjoying it. Yeah, it was lush. Like, she was Adorable. really enjoying it. It was fucking brilliant. Like, literally, I love this sport so much. And I've missed it. And just watch when the Red Zone music started and like Scott Hans on the TV, it's like, oh, this is what Sundays are made for. <laughs> so we had nachos and everything like it was great it was such an amazing night I just enjoyed every second of it amazing so, so you yeah. can't wait you now can't wait for next Sunday nope <laughs> well I'm going to be in fucking Cheltenham so let's get back as soon as possible oh god of course yeah um, oh. so yeah but uh, I do believe Jamie we're all caught up I do believe so so should we hear from Braden at Stay Cozy all right. Is this thing on? Well, howdy doody, everybody. This is Braden Berry from Say We Can Fly, founder of Stay Cozy Clothing. Your one-stop shop for the coziest, most fashionable hoodies, t-shirts, and more. Gorsh, Mickey. That's right, folks. And we're proud to say that we are now sponsoring... The Chronicles of Podcast. Ouch. Hosted by Tom and Jamie. <laughs> like, you can get 10% off, man. That's right, Shaggy. Just use the special code, The Chronicles, at checkout. Oh, boys. Oh. I do love that man, and I love that advert. It is, it is elite. It should be on TV. That's really how good should. it is. It really should. Uh, but, Jamie. <gasps> yes, sir. I do believe it's time for Callum Streetchins. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> Do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you. And Callum's treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh. Yeah, it's another edition of Callum's treachings, but this edition is very, very special. On Wednesday, the 14th of September, Callum turned 30 years old. Happy, Ooh. happy birthday, you beautiful, beautiful human. Happy uh, birthday to, to you. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday. That's right. Um, we hope you had an absolutely amazing birthday, my friend. And I will be seeing you uh, on the Friday when this is out. So I'll be with you right now, celebrating your big three and oh. I'm really looking forward to it. But thank you for being a massive mainstay of the show. Thank you for every week for blasting out your absolute nonsense. It's been wonderful. And a lot of people's favorite segment of this show, it doesn't even include us. So, um, a lot of people I do speak to absolutely love this and listen for this every single week. It is the best bit of the show, the bit we're not involved in. It's fine. So, yeah. Mm. Happy birthday, Callum. Hope you have an absolutely incredible day. And uh, I do believe, Jamie, we have a treaching that he wants to play before we get into the main crux of the treatings yes. themselves. We, we have a little bonus message. Just wanted to um, 
say a massive thank you to the two lads for uh, including my ramblings and utter nonsense in their lovely podcast every single week. Um, it is my 30th birthday this this week, so um, I just have one request, and that's due to me liking wearing hats. I just wanted to get the two lads to do the rest of the podcast uh, wearing the silliest hat they can find, if that is at all possible. Thank you. For you, Callum, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Shall we, Jamie? Come on, then. I don't think this is going to fit. <laughs> I don't know how I got the headphones on. I can't get the headphones on. <laughs> there we go. It's not going to stay, I don't think. There we go. Oh, I've just so, realised uh, I've put an umbrella up inside the house. That means I'm going to get loads of years of bad luck. No, you'd be okay. You'd be absolutely fine. That's fine. <laughs> Wires on top of your <laughs> it's fine, you can stay there. It's fine. I could just about hear you. Let's go. I can hear you perfectly. So, uh, Jamie, go. yes, sir. What is Callum treating us? Uh, this week, biting your tongue while you're eating is a perfect example of screwing up, even with years of practice. <laughs> Oh my god, it's one of the worst pains. Oh, though. it is. I've never heard anything like it. Like it's horrific. It's not when you bite into your cheek at set as well. Oh yeah, it's always the tip of your tongue as well. So it's like, ah. Oh, I've gone oh. to the sides quite a few times. Oh, it's, just, but, ah, um, it's the worst. Yeah, it's horrific. But yeah, it's so true. How do you? <laughs> how do you even? How is he even like? Do we eat like? Ah. <laughs> it's one of those things that like, it happens so often but if you try to replicate how it happens no idea it's just yeah brain go yeah i don't quite <laughs> it's kind of odd isn't it but it's just it's one of the worst pains i just you know i can't take it seriously with an umbrella like <laughs> i could take you seriously in your little dolly sun hat <laughs> It's Carissa's son, yeah. We literally have nothing. She was like, We can go to my mum's. I've got loads there. And I'm like, I've not got the time. We're gonna have to just do it. We just have to go with it. It's fine. So, um, it weirdly suits me. It has, <laughs> you just need a piece of corn sticking out of your mouth, and you've got a perfect farmer sheet going on. Right there. You know, what he's going out, shits his bridges. <laughs> I wish I'd took this to Bloodstock to help with the sun, to be honest. You just fucking should have done, you melon. Oh, didn't think about that, but yeah, oh, well, that but, is. Yeah. Definitely not a pleasant experience, <laughs> let's put it that way. No, and it's absolutely how do how do we do it? Like it's the one thing we do every day. How do we still manage to get it wrong? It's because we're fucking idiots, Jamie. That's why we are fucking Pretty. idiots. But anyway, what else is Callum treating us? Weak. Generally speaking, the bigger the man is in the movie, the more likely he is to lose a fight. That is so true. That means Callum's so, fucked. I think you mean, yeah. Well, yeah, that is very true. But I think what movie is it? Get Smart with the great Carly in there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's right. <laughs> I love those little movie tropes like that, though. It's like the big guy is the biggest pansy out of the entire lot of them. And what's generally the, has a high-pitched voice. What's the other one where Kevin Nash pulls all those piercings out of that guy's face? What movie is that? And oh. he wears a sailor, is wearing a sailor T-shirt. Punisher. Is that the Punisher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punisher. Yeah. yeah. It's his house. Yeah. 
punishes. And he gets he gets pushed he gets pushed down the stairs and you know, something or whatever. Yeah, like he gets killed in that. I think. Yes, um, he does. Yeah. I think the only movie. No, Hogan loses to an old woman in Spy Hard. Um, I forgot about that. That's one hell of a reference. There's so many. Yeah, all the big dudes always get fucked up. They do. But I think the only one is Hulk that doesn't. Even then, he gets his ass kicked. He just wins at the end because you know superheroes. It's generally what happens. Yes, yeah, so I suppose if you if you're a bad guy and you're massive, you're fucked. So you might as well. I love it. The idea of like a big dude like send in send in Centurion and Centurion walks in like not for me and leaves. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking die here. <laughs> what do I need for? Unless we're going, <laughs> unless we're going with Ace Ventura when nature calls and it's the little guy in the backpack. <laughs> Nobody messes <laughs> with the dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're really yeah. struggling to keep those headphones on, aren't you? I am really. Yeah, so I'm gonna put, wear this hat for the treatings. I'll take it back off again. He's gonna look um, like Craig David for this show. Craig David. Um, why you, I love the idea of being like, just do it your fucking self, Charles. I ain't doing your shit for you anymore. I'm in for, yeah. Why is it always the big guys, always the henchmen, and never the actual like leader? I'm like, I'm not going to fucking eat you, you twats. I could just destroy you. I'll be fucking in charge now. You go on fat fucking Hercules, you bastard. <laughs> and the little guy's bossing around the big guy, and the big guy just takes it. Because, <laughs> yeah. Why? Oh, oh, yes, 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 master who is four foot. I understand, yes. Sorry, boss. Sorry, boss. <laughs> Even though I would stamp on you, boss. Yeah, you pay checks, I understand. <laughs> um, me don't want to go back on Dole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Universal credit, very tough. Very. Wait six weeks for first payment. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Not with the cost of living crisis and everything. <laughs> it's getting darker here now as well earlier, so no, thank you. <laughs> Kill James Bond or afford my electricity bill. I know which one I choose. <laughs> <laughs> Gas be okay, electric, no. <laughs> but Jamie, I digress. What else is Callum teaching us this week? The loudest way to open a bag of crisps is to open it slowly and quietly. <laughs> <laughs> and, in a ci- a and in a cinema. <laughs> I always open it right before the film starts, so I never have to worry about it. But then, as apparently, Keris told me once, I had some popcorn. I come on, we were watching, we were at the cinema though, and I just all of a sudden was just going like, <laughs> and then I like tipped it to my face, like, nah, so it was all making a noise. And I just like started folding up the bag, but like, I, like I completely forgot where I was. So I was like, <laughs> then I put it down, and she was like, love, do you want to shut the fuck up? <laughs> It's, it's, it's true of everything, though. As soon as you want to try and do something quietly, you make as much noise as physically possible. Yeah. It's like we want to sneak in, so it's like, oh, I better go for a piss. It's 4 a.m. I don't want to wake her. <laughs> like, fuck's sake. I'll, I'll, so put, I'll just close the door really quietly. Boom. Yep. Oh, now I'll just piss really quietly. <laughs> like, fuck's sake. <laughs> and then you forget that the flush is loud as shit. <laughs> Oh. Enjoy your enjoy your passenger. Enjoy it, yeah, because I'm fucking awake now, you twat. <laughs> <laughs> and then you always fall asleep, but they're like, bastard. <laughs> He's right there with the crisps, though, because it's not just the packet of the crisps, it's the crunching and the eating. 
It's yeah. like, how can I eat these quietly? You can't. It, they're literally like buying a drum kit for a child. Just give an adult a bag of crisps. <laughs> <laughs> Great analogy. I like that. for God's sake, none. But talking of drums, there's a homeless guy that every fucking day goes to the bin outside Specsavers and twats it for like four hours, singing I'm mole in the hole over and over again. Why? Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> what else is Gallup treating us? Uh, uh, on the morrow? No, today. Uh, oh, this week. We don't give our thumbs enough credit for how incredibly useful they are. <laughs> what a random statement. I love that. We don't, right, we don't give our thumbs enough credit for how useful they are. Do we not? Oh, I suppose when you think about it, you can do a lot. Like opposable thumbs are very handy to have. Yes. Yeah, so, why would you give it? Uh, you can't even open a door without your thumb. Well, there's so much, so many things the thumb is helpful for. I feel like I've come across as an absolute moron right now because I'm trying <laughs> to think of everything the thumb does. I'm like, I can't think of a thing <laughs> apart from thumbprints or all that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I have, I have no idea. I wouldn't be able to hitchhike. <laughs> Are you a serial killer? No. And what's that red stuff dripping out your bag? Oh, that's me vampire blood that I use for Halloween. So it's February. Y- yeah. Why is it snorting? No idea. Um, better to be prepared. <laughs> I don't know to be quite honest with you. Um, no, I suppose you couldn't. I don't yes, know. Could, uh, hold you, things, I suppose. Gripping things would be knackered. Oh, PlayStation. Yep, see? You'd be playing no games. Remotes. Text in. Yep. See? Now, now your brain's kicked in now. You're like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. fun. That fun. It's, it's straw out. It's kind of circulation to be head. <laughs> but, Jamie, oh, we're going to keep going. Yeah. This is mental. And finally, what else? Is Callum treating us for his birthday this week? Comfortable silence is peak communication. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? I mean, I get what he says because, you know, that's your peak comfort with someone when you can happily just sit there and say nothing and it doesn't feel awkward. It's just, you're not talking. That's me and Carousel over, that is. Yeah, it's just comfortable silence. I like that. I like that. Yes, yeah, nice. It's a nice little way to end. I like that. It's very heartwarming, you little Absolutely. I am going to have to take his hat off. So, you know. No, it's, it's, it's uh, the birthday boy's one re- one request. Oh, but I did it for the treatings. So, you know, it's just, it, it, I, this is doing my head in, if I'm quite honest <laughs> with you. All right. Because so, <laughs> this doesn't work. No, it looks amazing, right? though. It does can not you, look amazing. You can hear me, though, so it's fine. It just, you sound like you're miles away. What if you put the headphones on, then the hat on top of the headphones? With a what? What if, <laughs> what if you put, took that off, put the headphones on, then put the hat on top? That I'll leave like this. No, it looks proper Bo Peep. I like that. You look beautiful. <laughs> oh, Woody, I do declare. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Callum. Thank you for another great... Uh, Set of Callum's treachings. We we love them. We love them every single week. That's why we play them because they're just glorious in so we many do. ways. 
and it was your birthday and you gave us presents of five treachins. Absolutely yeah, love absolutely. it, my friend. Spoilers. Spoilers. But Jamie. Yes, sir. So time for Tom's journal. Ooh, read to me. And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. Welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. I have gone back to the hat. I'm so sorry. I'll make it up to this Friday, Callum. I promise. Well, this will be Friday. You know what I mean. I'll keep it on for you, Callum. Yeah, Jamie's a good boy. I'm going to readjust to her. There we go. There we go. Jamie. Yes, sir. Let me find it first. But this was a really good question. And I was like, I need to ask Jamie. So I'm going to go back to our superhero bar fight days. Ooh, okay. All right. One character we used, one we did not. Okay. But it was quite an interesting concept, this. So let me just, there we go. Who would win, Jamie? Eleven versus Matilda. Ooh, Matilda. Why? Because how much concentration did Eleven have to put into moving things? The fact she gave herself a nosebleed, whereas Matilda's just running around a classroom, just fucking spinning shit and going crazy. She'd destroy her. This is an answer that someone gave called Cece Adams, okay? Okay. Folks are really saying Eleven would win, but I'm very perplexed. She had training and still could barely wiggle a truck. Matilda's skills were sharp and precise. She had kids flying, electricity going crazy, multiple objects moving simultaneously. Eleven don't want no smoke. Precisely. This this person gets it exactly that. Matilda would wipe the floor with Eleven. But at the same time, Matilda's only a schoolgirl, so is she going to have that violence in her? Hmm. That is the question. Comes down to that morals. is the question, Jamie. That is the Comes question. Comes down to morals. Texts between Harry and Dumbledore. Okay, Harry. So, sir, according to the prophecy, I can only die from Voldemort killing me, right? Dumbledore. Yes, Harry. That is correct. Harry. So, hypothetically, if I were to hypothetically roll down all the stairs in a shopping cart. I hypothetically wouldn't die. Dumbledore, I'll meet you in the Gryffindor's Tower in 15 minutes. I'll bring the camera, you bring the cart. <laughs> oh my God, jackass Harry Potter edition. It'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> Not that I like Harry Potter. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> I want to watch that. With all the magic Move, All these movie ideas, Jay. All I know, these movie ideas. I know, we need it. So, when they designed cars, this was obviously key. Key when they designed cars. Designer. So, how big should the gap be between the car's front seat and the centre console be? Boss. Big enough for your phone to fall through. Designer. Okay, so <laughs> so also big enough for your hand to retrieve it? Boss. <laughs> oh, goodness, no. <laughs> I like that. That's good. <laughs> this really made me laugh. This is one of my favourite entries. So, Jimmy, we make out like Fireman Sam is a hero, right? He is. But he's an absolute hack. 
only about 25 people live in Pontypandy and they are setting fire to something every single day. <laughs> Educate them, Sam. Go beyond the hose. <laughs> I mean, if it comes to being a fireman, he is. He's a, he's a hero. He puts them all out. But yeah, he probably should teach these idiots not to set fire to everything. Exactly. It's always the kids. Sam what? is the hero next door. I'm pretty sure Pont is, is Welsh, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Pontipangi. I love how Simba acts upset when Mufasa dies, as if he just didn't do a massive choreographed musical number called I Just Can't Wait to Be King. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> suppose he didn't really say in the song like at the expense of his dad dying in a horrific buffalo stampede but still well no but still the, the, the it's point it's is there, there is that he is yeah. just so excited to take over and then can <laughs> and, then and he does. gets the opportunity and he runs away yeah exactly bastard simba bastard <laughs> so this is so relevant and so true to anyone listening that's not british this does happen british people walking around Oh, pardon me. Sorry. Sorry. No, after you. No, thank you so much. Sorry. Sorry. British people driving. There was room for enough for both of us, you fucking prick. There was squeeze <laughs> to squeeze through that gap. So why the fuck did you stop to give way to me, you absolute bell end? <laughs> oh, it's so true. It's so true. I've never thought of that before. It's so true. <laughs> Oh, that is glorious. That is great. Oh, I'm just going to oh, keep going, Jay. All I've right. never put that together before. <laughs> <laughs> so how about this? How about this for an idea, okay? A dating service. <coughs> excuse me. A dating service where matching is based on people's search history. <laughs> <laughs> You're a serial killer and you go on a date with a writer. Serial killer. <laughs> Metaphorically, if you were to kill somebody, how would you do it? Writer, air shot between the toes, it looked like a heart attack. Ooh. Serial killer, who is obviously now already in love, sucks in a breath. <gasps> okay. <laughs> it keeps going. Writer, how long would it take to die if you were to potentially stab someone in the guts? Serial killer. Oh, anywhere from two to 30 minutes? <laughs> Writer, already bringing a ring out, shaking. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Writer, shows the serial killer the murder scene they're writing. Babe, I'm not sure if this would actually work. Serial killer kisses the writer on the forehead and leaves. Comes back later, a suspicious scent of blood is coming off them. It works, baby. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's superb I like that this this I want more than anything in the whole entire world this is what I want I'll never understand Jay why Disney is so focused on live action remakes when they literally own the right to the Muppets 
I would take a Muppet remake of a Disney animation classic over a live action remake all day, every day. Yep. Muppet Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Where the Beast is played by the only human actor and he turns into a Muppet at the end. The Beast should be conventionally attracted. Uh, sorry, the beast should be a conventionally attracted actor whom the Muppet townspeople continually call hideous until <laughs> true love releases him from the curse and he shows true beauty, blue felt, and plastic eyes. Oh my god, I would pay all the money to see that film, especially if they got someone ridiculously attractive like Hollywood love, like Tom Hardy, to play him. They're like, oh, he's hideous. Yeah, That'd be incredible. It's genius, isn't it? It's fucking genius. <laughs> and you got Miss Piggy as Belle. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, make these please. Gonzo is Gaston. <laughs> oh, Fozzie oh there. god, because then you can have Camilla as LeFou. Oh my god, that works so well. Give it to me now, Disney. Rizzo was um <laughs> was the candlestick called? Lumiere. Lumiere, thank you. Yeah, it'd be great, wouldn't it? Give it to me, mouse. I want it. Um if you knew me, Jamie, before my 20s, you'd never actually knew me. You knew season one me. <laughs> we were severely underfunded. The writing team was going through a lot. I thought it was really clever. <laughs> There's one coming up I'm going to end on. I can't fucking wait for. Um, it also, Jamie, turns out that you can buy birthday cake anytime and eat it yourself. No yeah, one checks. <laughs> the amount of times in my fat days I was tempted to do that but stopped myself. Not that anyone knew, but I just couldn't bring myself to yeah. do it. It's like nobody buys birthday cake unless it's her birthdays. Just buy one whenever you want. I remember seeing one reduced and I was like, I could have that. Like, it lasts oh, a few days. Chocolate, chocolate tray, Vic. I could have that. And I was like, no, you can't have a whole cake to yourself. Come on. <laughs> just walk away now. I mean, fair play. Fair play. <laughs> That's what future you was telling you. Yeah. Don't you can lose six stone, don't. And then put most of it back on again. Well, my ex cancelled the Spotify premium <laughs> that I was using, which unfortunately means I'm revoking her dad's access to my Disney Plus. Good guy. Hates him caught in the crossfire. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> This really made me laugh. All right. This I thought was just genius. I felt sorry for the, the, the other guy, but this is fucking genius. There's a text message between two friends. Hello, mate. How's Ruth? Whisper up, mate. Oh, no. So you're ruthless. <laughs> and how long have you waited to crack that one out? I'd rather not say. <laughs> That is a punch just waiting to happen, though. That is amazing. What's unfortunate is I know someone named Ruth, and I never thought of that when they broke up with their boyfriend. Oh. Damn it. This is a true story. This is something Baz shared, and I found it fucking excellent, so I wanted to share okay. it with, with the world here. True story. Was in a coffee shop today. Me. Hi. Um, are any of the pasta dishes vegetarian? Worker. Oh, were well, you vegetarian, are you? Me. Yeah, I am. Worker starts checking the labels. Worker, um, do you eat chicken? <laughs> uh, no, I'm a vegetarian. Worker, oh, well, that's the closest we've got. 
<laughs> Where was this? Just so I know never to go to that shop. It doesn't say. Oh, that's a shame. Doesn't say. Get up, but Jamie. Stupid. I'm going to end on this, and I'm so excited. Jamie. Yes, sir. There is no fucking way that everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> For fuck's sake. No way. <laughs> That's so fucking stupid that it's great. Everybody was kung fu fighting. No, I bet Ooh. they weren't. No. And I bet they weren't fast Ooh, as lightning either. No. Was it, I, I'm stuck in my head now. Of course, was a little bit frightening. It would be if everyone just turned around and started doing Because imagine if you just walk in, everyone's like, what the fuck is going on here? But then you'd have to do it too. Otherwise, not everybody's kung fu fighting. Oh, that's a good point. That's a very good point. So, and that was another edition of Tom's Journal. And it was beautiful. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. I suppose with your umbrella head, we should bring in that piece of resistance. I think we definitely should. I'm getting very close to taking this off. My head is very warm. Yeah, I bet it is wearing a fucking <laughs> umbrella in your tiny little ass kitchen. <laughs> Welcome to the Chronicles of Rob Lane hyphen straight to video podcast. Rob is, as I've just said, a podcaster, funnily enough. Uh, he's also a musician and he's also a creator of Arty Frames. Um, it's also a great conversation where you'll literally see Jamie come to fucking life. You're not <laughs> letting me live this one down, are you? No, but you were great, man. No, I'm not saying it in a bad way. Like You were literally on fire to the point where I was like, I might as well just sit back. <laughs> yeah. It turns out me Good. and Rob have a lot in common, which we didn't realise beforehand. But there we go. It's good. It's great. It's this great conversation, though. It's what you want. It's what you want with guests when you just mutually have that. Um, what's the word? Not genius equality. That's the wrong word to use. But like you have that mutual, uh, not respect. What? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> There's like uh, biscuits, burgers, uh, <laughs> cauliflower, Yorkshire tea. Um, yeah, that's literally what's going through my head. I was like, the word's there somewhere. It's got to be there somewhere. Anal beads. Um, <laughs> so. Week. You had that. You had that major connection, and now it's it just beautiful to watch. It's just beautiful to sit back and just watch you blossom. It was awesome. But I've been listening to Rob's podcast, Straight to Video podcast, for a little while now, and I thought, you know what? We've never spoken to just an actual podcaster on this show. It'd be good to like have a conversation, compare notes, and whatnot. So I thought Rob is a great guy to reach out to because not only is he a podcaster. He's also a musician. He's currently on the road. He's touring with Grand Theft Audio. So go check them out if they're coming anywhere near you. And yeah, this is a great conversation. Go check out Rob's podcast. Five of those guests will look very familiar to you because they're guests we've had. So yes, definitely Absolutely. go and check out Rob's podcast. It is a great listen. It was also funny to watch you be like, well, you've had that. I want that guy. I want that guy, want that guy yeah. for my show. Then he's like, well, you've had so-and-so. I want him for my show. <laughs> um yeah, it was good. It's a good little conversation. It's good fun. It's good laugh. And hopefully you will enjoy it. Jamie! Yes, sir. Any final words at all? Just a massive thank you to Rob. It means the world you're taking the time out because you spend so much time behind a microphone as it is spend a little bit more time talking to us. Absolutely. Rob, thank you for taking the time out to chat to us, my friend. It was good fun. We thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope the tour goes well. Uh, and we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week, 
It's Rob Lane hyphen straight to video podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, today we bring you another wonderful guest. We have spoken to people from all sorts of backgrounds, and this week we bring you someone who is just like us, a podcaster. Today's guest is the host of a wonderful podcast. We talk to guests from all over the world, including a few we have also spoken to. From the Straight to Video podcast, this week we bring you the Chronicles of Rob Lane. Yes, we're here. Yes, we're <laughs> sorted. We did it. We got there. One's got a broken microphone. One's audio was too loud and someone's inset didn't work, but we're here. That's, that's all that matters. <laughs> Don't talk to me about broken microphones. Mine broke the other day. I was just like messing around with it five minutes before our interview and the whole thing just like exploded. <laughs> Dude, that's not, well, I mean, it didn't explode. That's literally what just happened to me. It's gone. Microphone doesn't exist. Use different audio connection, please. Um, Mother Hubbard. Um, but still. So, Rob, I think the question I'd like to ask every single guest we have on our show uh, is, how was your pandemic season? I know it's not technically over, but it is, but it's not. How was mine? Um, mine was weird because I, te- I was supposed to quit my job of like 20 years. Literally. Well, I ended my notice in. I was supposed to leave in April of 2020. The pandemic hit in March of 2020. So like just shit went all over the place. It wasn't good. (laughs) So uh, you were supposed to leave. leave. Yeah, well, everything, when the shit at the fan worldwide, my old MD says, look, will you stay on until things kind of get back to normal, which... In fairness, as bad as everything got, it kind of worked well for me because I had all this stuff planned, which all got cancelled. So at least Mm. I kind of got to keep something of a job, at least for another six months. But it got me. I set up my podcast during then. I've been planning it for about three or four years, but it gave me some time to finally sit down and get the thing up and running and get my head around the technology, which as our early internet woes showed, (laughs) I'm not great with. (laughs) (laughs) So... Before we start talking about your podcast and all that sort of stuff, I, I know in your day job, you're a professional musician. So take us back to the days of Young Master Lane. What did you want to be when you were growing up? Was that was it a musician or did it actually you just fell into? Uh, professional musician is a very loose term. <laughs> Makes you sound good, doesn't it? <laughs> I think I'm still working on that like 20 <laughs> plus years later on down the line. Um, I, think, um, I think wanting to be a musician came around when I was like, 16 or 17 when I think which I think is around the time when people fully immerse themselves into music I don't Mm -hmm. know if it it was for you guys but I always like music I always love pop music and things like that fads on Madonna and all that kind of thing during the 80s but when like hard rock kind of grabbed hold in the late 80s and more in like 1990 91 that was all I cared about back then so once I started learning guitar and giving it a shot and playing bass everybody needs a bass player that kind of put me on the path from then and still trying and working on it to this day. <laughs> so when you were younger, younger, younger self, yeah. was, you know, what did you want to be then before, before music took a, took a hold of you? I always liked art and drawing and things like that. Okay. Um, yeah. That was always my big thing. I love drawing anything from a very young age. Like, oh, Rob Lane, he's a good drawer. That was always <laughs> what I was known for really, I guess. Um, <laughs> But I never really, like people say, what did you want to do when you grow up? I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm like 50 in a few years and it's like, shit, still still not worked out. 
Okay. That's what I think, isn't it? Yeah, because I don't think anybody ever really. I think you're lucky if you do. Yeah, I think you're lucky definitely. from a young age if you do know. You know, I'll be a nurse, Bob, oh. no, like doctors, whatever. Because a lot of it's like I'll be an astronaut. You know, uh, I think one. Of, I did want to be like, an astronaut for a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for a very short period. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything worse now. <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. Thanks. Ground is fine. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, how, how great must that be if you know from a really early age exactly know, right? what you want to be? You just you've got that path, you've got that focus. But I'm too, I'm like a dog seeing a squirrel. Like I'm I'm doing something, then something. Oh, that looks nice. That looks nice and shiny. I'll yeah. do that for a while, and just everything gets dropped. I'm always trying to spin plates and do numerous projects. So yeah, yeah. Easy, easily distracted. And <laughs> I suppose when you get to forty, it's like pick your GCSEs, go oh. I don't know if I like girls yet. Um, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Double cap. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. You're right. You're right I feel sorry for these guys that go to university. They spend God knows how much money, three years of their career. They get to the end of it. They go, I'm kind of bored of learning all about that now. I don't think I want to do that anymore. Yeah. I kind of wish I went to university. It's something I didn't, I did A-levels and again just didn't know what i wanted to do so what was the point of trying to figure something out but in hindsight i'd have just gone for the crack i think and just for the laugh <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh so jamie i was gonna say i did this i went to college to study to become a chef did it was it did the job as a chef and went god this sucks i'm doing something else <laughs> but are you still good at it now it's a great thing to have in the back pocket all right at home cooking yeah. meals i guess but there you go <laughs> all, all right he says sharing yeah. Baked goods and whatnot on social media. <laughs> Fuck off, Jamie. Oh, I think I'm okay, but here's my crumbs and no share. Oh, it's got a chocolatey nougat on top. It's got a bit of biscoff around the sides. Caramel inside. It's very gooey, but tender. It's lovely. <laughs> Have you been round for dinner at Jamie's then? Tom? Yeah, I was I was his best man at his wedding, for fuck's sake. Well, like this. You're well, like miles away though, are you together now? Not literally together, but are you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might as well be. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm in I'm in Newport, South Wales, and he's in Birmingham, right. so yeah. it's yeah quite a bit of distance. But last week we did a show together because we came off the off the back of the festival. So um, yeah, that it's not it's not about us, Rob. I know. Stop, I'm, I'm us, switching. Right? I'm Stop switching asking us. Modes. I've noticed it. Stop <laughs> asking us questions. <laughs> oh, so obviously we discussed the fact that you're a professional musician, but what what age did you decide to pick up an instrument? Um, well, I, I really got into like hard rock around how old would I be? It was like late eighties. I kind of got into Def Leppard. They was like the first hard rock band. I was like, holy shit, what is this? This is like amazing. But then as the eighties went into the nineties, that's when I really deep dived into, if you want to call it the sunset strip hair metal stuff, just as it was going out of fashion. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause I know you've had like John Carabi on your show. Yeah. Who's uh, oh. an absolute legend. That Motley Crue album from 94. Yes. One of my all time oh, favorites, yes. but yeah, I really got into that style of music in the early nineties and it's all I cared about. It really was. So obviously you want to try and play guitar. So I brought a guitar off a friend of mine for, I think I paid like 10 pounds for it. And I remember oh. getting it home and sitting, uh, sitting it on my knee and thinking, what the hell do you do with this thing? I had, <laughs> It was terrifying, but you get the chord book. And I mean, this is way before YouTube where you could learn off people and eventually picked up a few chords and started jamming with some friends of mine. But then I had, I used to go to gigs. Um, well, everybody went to gigs, but um, to see favorite bands. And I got, we were really big fans of the band Extreme. I don't know if you Aww. remember those guys. Yeah. 
We like yeah. saw them. Oh. It was crazy. From 91, we saw them on the first tour in Nottingham at Rock City, like a club gig. And by the end of that year, they went, they did Rock City. Then I think it was in the October, they came back and did theatres. We saw them at Nottingham Concert Hall. Then just before Christmas, they were doing arenas. So that how that must have been for those guys just to go from that transition in one year must have been unreal. But the thing about Extreme was, and I'd never experienced it before, we used to wait around the stage door to get autographs. And in my head, the first time we did that, I expected them to just run out like you saw on films, people screaming, trying to grab them oh. and all that kind of <laughs> But they didn't. They came out and they like shook hands, signed autographs and all this kind of stuff. So I was sold from that moment. So every other gig, I mean, I'm like, how old would I be? I'd be like 16, 17 at this point. So every gig I went to, I expected to meet the band. So I'd wait around the stage door afterwards. And uh, one extreme gig we went to in, when was it? It was, if I get it, my timings right, it was December 92, I think. So the the following year they was playing at the NEC and they had a band called Hardline supporting them. I don't know if they've ever crossed your path. One of oh. the last great bands to come out of that era. I've got a song by them on my playlist and I can't remember what the song's called. Hot Sherry. That's it. Yeah. That is the one, yeah. <laughs> and they were supporting Extreme. And um, so we waited. We went to two gigs. We went to Sheffield and Birmingham. After the Sheffield one, we waited for Extreme. The guys from Hardline came out. And the bass player, Todd Jensen, was there. I was like, I recognize this guy from playing with David Lee Roth, who I'd seen like mm. a few months earlier. Oh, he's a cool guy. So he's signing my ticket. I'm like, oh, we're coming to Birmingham. He says, oh, come and say hi then. You tell that to 16-year-old Rob Lane. He's going to come and say hi at the next gig, <laughs> whether it's happening or not. So turns up to Birmingham. We go straight before the gig. We go straight to the stage door, banging on the stage door. Some guy opens. Oh, um, Todd Jensen said to come and say hi. This guy's like looking at us really confused, but he says, uh, okay, then give me a minute. And like 15 minutes later, he comes out and he stands with me and my friend Paul in the freezing cold, just hanging out with us. He says, oh, what do you do? I say, oh, I play guitar in bands. He signs my uh, David Lee Roth program. Good luck on the guitar and all this kind of stuff. But that was it for the guitar. I've met Todd Jensen. He was super cool to me. I'm playing bass from now on. So that, that kind incredible. of made me uh, play bass. And since then, that kind of set me on this path. 20 some well crikey what's 1992 that's going to be 30, 30 years yeah, this 30, december yeah. <laughs> i don't i don't play like a 30 year old bass playing veteran that's for sure <laughs> that, yeah what an awesome story yeah, that's 30 amazing. years later that guy just for spending 15 minutes with me put me on that path but he's he's gone on to do great things he's played with he did hardline but he's played with david lee roth alice cooper steve perry from journey he played with Ozzy very briefly, and now he's actually playing in Journey, um, the current version of it. So he's like gone on to have this amazing career. But yeah, absolute legend. That's awesome. Have you ever tried to reach out to him, get him on the show? I have. Yeah, we've stayed in contact um, ever since because that that was one of the things with Hardline. It was again pre-internet, but they had this really loyal fan base, like super tiny fan base. But you could write to them, and they'd send you postcards back, actually signed and. Todd used to send me letters. I remember the first letter I got back from him. I mean, he might not even meant it, but he says, oh, I remember meeting you in Birmingham and all this kind of thing. I'm like, fan for life right here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, always stayed in touch. And, yeah, he's on Facebook and stuff. So I'm trying to get him on the podcast. He doesn't really do any interviews. So I'm working on him. <laughs> I'm working on him. <laughs> I've known you for 30 years. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trust me. So you're saying though you'd like professional with the air quotes, but you've played in played in a fair few bands over the years though. 
Yeah, it's been, I kind of got into that. Well, again, it's probably an influence from Todd Jensen because he was always like a hired gun kind of thing. Mm. So I just, I had a few bands, which if you want to call them my bands, uh, one of the, probably the first bands I played in, which kind of got, if you like, some notoriety or at least experience with tours was a band called Teenage Casket Company in the, uh, when did we start? I think we started in 2004 and we were together till 2016. Uh, but we did like three albums, uh, toured all over the uk but that's the time when we just played to anywhere like to anyone anywhere we'd and this is like working a day job as well i think one year we did um rob the old singer he'd be able to quote you the exact details but i think one year we did about 170 gigs i think uh in wow. one year and i was still working a job so i'd like work my job drive come home get up go to that's work awesome. drive we like played drove to like southampton to play to three people after work <laughs> then come back and get up to work the next day it was nuts so yeah i mean that band was the first one works we went to america with that we did europe all diy releasing stuff on our own label so all of us learned so much in that band but um during some downtime in that band i got the opportunity to play for the bullet boys like the oh. old hollywood hard rock band on their first european tour um, yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> Those is stuff. Uh, and that kind of, that was a real awakening for me. And one of those things where if an, opp if an opportunity comes along, it might terrify you. And like the initial thing is, oh, I don't know if I can do that, but like shit, go for it. Like they say, mm -hmm. always do something that scares you. And I was terrified going to that. I knew nobody. There's no rehearsals or anything like that. They just said, do you want to come and do a two week tour with the Bullet Boys playing bass? I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. And yeah, it just opens up so many doors. You meet so many amazing people. And from then it just kind of, I don't want to say it's snowball, but it gave me the confidence to go out and offer my services to other bands or people knew that I could learn stuff pretty fast if need be. And uh, yeah, so from there, it just led on to, I mean, I can list some if you want, but uh, this, it just went from one to the other, really. That's what I was going to say that that, you must have be able to pick up really fast a band to just go on a tour bus. Okay, here's your set list sorted. I know it all now. <laughs> I think they saw a picture. They thought it looks, it looks pretty cool, and it's only bass. <laughs> <laughs> as long as he looks like he knows what he's doing, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll, do, we'll give the sound man a heads up. Just turn it down until we figure out he's doing it all right. <laughs> so, so who are you currently playing? Because on our original email, you said you were going out on tour. Yes, um, it's been pretty quiet just lately, but all of a sudden it's gone nuts again. So I've got some shows this weekend um, with a project which we do a couple of times a year called The Needful Things, which is a really fun band, which um, my friend Ian started. I think the original gigs were about 10 years ago, but his idea was to put together an underground super group. So a lot of all these bands were around in like the mid 2000s, all local bands, we're all friends. So all we do is get together. Um, and play each other's songs from like the mid 2000s to present day. So it, it's awesome. And the response to it is such fun because people come up to us and say, I've totally forgot about that song from 2007. So great to hear it again. So we just have a lot of fun and everybody knows each other so well. So that's this weekend. We're playing Hard Rock Hell Sleaze on Sunday night. Um, and then after that, I'm going on a tour with Grand Theft Audio all over the UK for like two and a half weeks. Uh, and that's a band. I don't know if you're familiar with Grand Theft Audio. Name it, sounds very familiar. Yeah. They're around in the early 2000. I think a recent album in 2000. And it's Rich, the drummer from the Wild Hearts. Um, hmm. During some Wild Hearts downtime, 
and they put out an album and it was on some they had some tracks on dude where's my car and the hole um and they toured all over america and they had actual songs on like loads of video games as well so it's an amazing album it's very of its it's it sounds like early 2000s but it's super exciting stuff like quite faith no more like hard rock meets dance um so i'm really looking forward to it the songs are great they've got a new album out as well um just before the tour so it's going to be a lot of fun looking forward to it so if we're close by you'll have to come and see us yes definitely i was going to say do you know if you come into birmingham well we're doing the institute oh there you go then yeah there you go i'll have to have a look out for that make sure to see if i'm not working yeah (laughs) so i'm playing with stevie james from tiger tales in october oh amazing 35th anniversary of the young and crazy album Oh, I be. saw I saw Tiger Tail supporting Ace Freely. Oh, bloody year! I can't remember what year wow. it was now. In Sheffield, how long ago was that? I'm trying to remember what year it was. Oh, it's got about 2008, 2009. Yeah, very cool, man. Yeah, it was all. Awesome. I was so happy to see them. Yeah. I've never seen them before. So, oh, they're amazing. Nice one. Yeah, we've got a guy called Robin <laughs> Guy on drums who's like incredible. So, I'm um, looking forward to playing with him. That's awesome. Look, that sounds awesome. So let's talk about it, shall we? Straight to video podcast. For those unaware, what is the show? What's it about, etc.? Um, well, the podcast kind of goes back to I used to do a magazine in uh, around the time I was doing Teenage Casket Company around 2000 and, uh, 2002 to 2004. So it was the old printed format magazine. Um, mm. Just and like you say, you're Jamie, you're into a lot of the similar bands. Tom, I don't know if you're into like the hard rock stuff as well, or if it's no, no classic rock's more Jamie's area. That's why okay. I just sat back and shut the fuck up and let you crack on. <laughs> I haven't heard yeah. of any of these bands. Nope. Def Leppard, yeah, but the rest yeah, yeah. of us, like, I have no idea what's going on. So I'm scared. He only knows John Carrara because we interviewed him. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought he went. I thought he went really quiet. I thought it was my internet that had froze up and he also <laughs> froze up or something like Because as soon as the classic rock comes out, Jamie goes, Bing! Right, that's me in. So I'm like, cool, I'll let him, uh, I'll let him have his moment. So I'll sit back. But as Jamie noticed, I mean, that style of music went really out of fashion once grunge kicked in in the early 90s. And it's never really come back in fashion, but I always loved it. And it became so hard to find out what all these bands were doing. But when the internet kind of kicked in, like big style with MySpace and stuff like that in the mid 2000s. I was like, shit, no one's putting any spotlight on my favorite bands. I'm going to go out and find them myself and find out what they're doing. Um, so, yeah, that's what I, this magazine called Trash Pit was, which I did in the early 2000s, was just finding out what, what Danger Danger were doing and Trickster and all this kind of stuff. Sorry, Tom. Um, Sorry. Right. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, but but that magazine ran for a few years, and I just really got into like interviewing bands and loved doing it. But then my band stuff kind of got really, really busy for the best part of ten years. Uh, but crikey, what's going on? Nearly twenty years now. Um, so when lockdown happened, I'd been listening to a lot of podcasts, becoming fans of podcasts. I think which one of you loves Kevin Smith's podcasts? That'd yeah, me. yeah, he was one of the first guys who kind of introduced me to the world of podcasting, if you like. And I always love what he did and it was always inspiring. I think I heard on one of his like early podcasts, which he did, he just said, Oh, I just record them on audacity. I was like, that's that free thing, which you can get. So surely I can figure that out. Um, so I always wanted to do it, but the technical side of it scared me. So once lockdown happened, it gave me time to sit down and scour YouTube for the right um, videos to say, right, what do I need to kind of get the quality or, 
and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, and thought, shit, I'm going to give it another try, but this time in podcast format rather than printed material. So just reached out to loads of musicians who I knew over the years, friends of mine. So that gave me my initial starting blocks for the first dozen or so podcasts. And then after that, just as you probably know, you meet PR people or someone recommends somebody else and it just kind of grows from there. So that was the initial thing. And also to combine it with just my love of pop culture, I'd, I'd had a project called Straight to Video uh, for about 10 years now, which started off as a musical project, just doing cover songs of movie soundtracks. Mm. Um, so but just to kind of keep the brand going, it's all pop culture. It's all nostalgia. Talk about people's journeys, the growing up, things they remember just kind of roll it all into one thing under the straight to video header, if you like, and the brand. Nice. Where did the uh, straight to video name come from? I was just thinking because it's quite genius in um, a way. It's a, it's a well-known term from going back into the day where the worst films never made it to cinema. They went straight to video. <laughs> um, so I guess it, I'm trying to think what made where it actually came from or what. I don't know. It's just a, a term which I've always known. Um, it's, it's, just, it's just the concept of it. It's like, you know, the shit movies went straight to video, the shit films go straight to DVD. So it's like, ah, brilliant. So the shit stuff goes straight to video. I'll call my podcast that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that was- I have kind of shot myself in the foot calling it straight to video when it's technically an audio podcast, but I'll figure yeah. that out later on in the day. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. The name's great. The name's what I love it because you remember it straight away. Yeah. Um, but my, um, I'm big fan, a big fan of the band Bowling for Soup, and they had a song called "Straight to Video," which never officially got released, which is one of my favourite songs by theirs. But apparently, they never released it because most of their fan base only knew the term "straight to DVD," so uh, oh. they shelved this song because they didn't think the fan base would relate to it. As far as I'm aware, that's the reason why, because it's too good a song to leave on the shelf. But you can find it on YouTube and all that kind of thing. It's awesome. So that might be where it came from. That might be the thing that set the seed back into my head once I heard that song. Uh, okay. <laughs> so you're saying then obviously it started as a musical project, go straight to video. What sort of songs did you do? Um, let me think. Well, I the reason for it to be in cover songs is I'm not a songwriter. I've always said I'm very, very lucky to, ever since I started, even like if you want to call them the shittest bands, because but I don't think any of my bands are really shit. Maybe if I heard them now, they might have been, but. I always feel I've been very lucky to be in a band with somebody else who can write really good songs. So I've never bothered to write my own songs. Um, so I wanted some kind of cover band project. And it was initially just going to be a covers band to go out and do local gigs, playing movie soundtrack songs. But it's so hard to put a band together these days, at least as everybody gets to a certain age, everybody's got family commitments and stuff. So I could never get that band together. So I was t- speaking to a friend of mine at a gig one evening called KC he plays in a great band called The Idle Dead. He says, oh, what's happening with this movie soundtrack band you're doing? He says, I can't get it together. And he says, well, why don't you just do it as a recorded project? You know enough people. You could put together this recording supergroup. So that kind of set me on the path to write, right, I'm going to do an EP of songs. So um, it was just my favorite ones, really. Rush Hour by Jane Weedlin was the first one I did. Um, I did Misery by Soul Asylum. That kind of treaded in. Um, when was Clerks 2? Oh, now you're asking. Put you on the spot. Or something like that. Yeah. 
So that was like yeah. an, an anomaly thing, but Soul Asylum are one of my all-time favorite bands. So I thought I'm going to do that one. I uh, did Pretty in Pink from Pretty in Pink, the John Hughes film. Um, what else did I do? I did Miss Amanda Jones from Some Kind of Wonderful, another John Hughes film. And I did Anything, Anything by Drama Armor from A Nightmare on Elm Street 4 because I love all the Nightmare on Elm Street franchises. So me and my friend Mickey did all the bass and drums. Then I just got different people on board, different singers, different guitarists to either email stuff or come into the studio and did an EP. A couple of years later, did an album. And ever since then, I've just been doing the odd song, like maybe a Halloween song and stuff like that. But it's a lot of fun. Um, it gets me in the studio and scratch that recording itch whenever I need to. The, for the one that stood out to me when I check them out is you did Sugar High from Empire Records. Yeah. One of my favorite films of all oh, time. Man. So I was just like, yes, I love this. This is amazing. Yeah. And there's not many versions with the Gina vocals at the end. Um, no. I, so I thought it was, it'd be cool to do a version of that. So um, I got my friend Nikki to come and sing the female vocals towards the end. And that was a lot of fun. So um, I did the lead vocals on that one, which I'm not confident with, but um, I worked with a guy called Nat in the studio and he he's really great. I love recording vocals with him because he can give you the confidence and mm. offer suggestions with harmonies and all that kind of thing. So yeah, that was a lot of fun to do. It is. It's one of my favorite ones, which I've done. You said that the cover bands of movie soundtrack, it's such a great concept for a live band. Like I, know. I saw on the internet somewhere, someone's done like a Tony Hawk pro skater cover band, yeah. where they basically cover songs off the Tony Hawk soundtrack. I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. I love these concept ideas for live bands. It's brilliant. Yeah. And there's, there's a band called Ned Halen who like kind of dress up. They look kind of like Weezer, like really geeky looking, but they play Van Halen songs like Note Perfect. Uh, they're amazing but there's so and there's a band called the blockbusters as well i believe which um i think they dress up like blockbuster employees and do all 80s and 90s songs that's amazing <laughs> is it something you'd like to revisit like do some more i'd love to i'd love to do a live band version of it but it's just getting everybody on the same page me and my friend dave um he's another amazing songwriter we've been trying to get a, a new original band together for I think it's about two and a half years now, and we still just can't get in a, re- a rehearsal room just to even s- get it off the starting blocks. It's a nightmare. Everybody's working different jobs, different shifts, and all this kind of thing. So I can't believe how we used to do it back in the day. Just like you'd re- religiously rehearse twice a week, and nothing had stopped those rehearsals. But now we can't get one. It's mad. But one day, nice. might do a straight to video gig. That'd be amazing. Would be amazing. So obviously you've said that you used to do interviewing for a magazine and stuff in the past, but now now you're podcasting and doing it again. Was it quite nerve-wracking going into it or were you excited? Because it's it's not something you do in your everyday to day life, is it just ask people questions about their life? Originally or coming back into the podcast thing. Well, clear both, really. Um it's weird thinking back to how I used to do interviews back in the day with the amount of information that's on the internet now. Because back then, all you maybe got was just like a single press release from a record label or something like that, detailing the new record and you'd have the album. That's all you had on that band. So unless you was like a massive fan and knew everything about them, that's pretty much all the information I used to have back then, unless it was a band which I knew a lot about. So I sometimes read back some of my old interviews and I'm just specifically asking about the album or the tour. That's all I'm doing. But now I'm doing the podcast. Now I've got the, 
like the wealth of the internet at my fingertips, I can find out pretty much anything about anybody. So I'm going into these interviews much more prepared and I guess a bit more relaxed because I know more about the person's journey prior to going in. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that. Do you, I don't know how deep you go into your research. I would imagine you do because mm. your interviews are quite extensive. Oh, well, thank you. No, yeah, <laughs> we, I always do. Even if it's someone I know, I always make yeah. sure I research just because you don't, you never know everything about everyone. No. And plus, no, my look, I don't do my research. And they're like, this person got convicted of this thing. And you end up mentioning it like, <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't actually happened. I will just say yeah. that. I'll just say, no, my look, it would. <laughs> yeah. But as in, like, like you're saying, is it daunting going in? Um, I'm not the most, I wouldn't say I'm a shy person, but I'm a pretty quiet person. I like to, if there's a room full of people, I like to just sit in the corner and just listen to other people talking. I'm more than happy to do that. So I think with it an interview format where I'm asking somebody some questions, I don't mind it so much because of the research and I've got the questions pre-planned. If you just drop me in a room with somebody and said, interview them, I'd be like, uh, 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 um, that's where the confidence just drains from me. So for me, I have to be, I have to do that research to be prepared. Um, so the interview format, I'm not necessarily daunted by it because I know I've done my research. So, um, but yeah, put me in a room with somebody unprepared and I'll just melt in a corner. Yeah. <laughs> it won't be pretty. <laughs> like a ginger in the summertime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what we've experienced over the last few weeks. Anyway, um, you released your shows quite quick as well. Three to four days apart with most of them. How do you get, like, how do you find that if you're doing a day-to-day job as well, how do you find the time to smash them all out, get them released, etc.? Like incredible, really. Yeah, screwed up there, didn't I? I kind of made a rod for my own back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, I'm a glutton for punishment. I, I did quite a lot. I didn't like just jump into the podcast thing. Um, I, like I say, I had been wanting to do it for a few years. It took me that time in the early part of the lockdown to get my heads around all the tech. But I also knew what I wanted to set out to do. And I was taking influence from people like Kevin Smith, but also from someone like Mark Maron, who was one of my favorite podcasts from the last two years. And what does Mark Maron do? Two episodes a week. So that's Mm. what I'm going to (laughs) do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's a lot more work than I realized. So um, up until probably about two months ago, I've been doing two a week and now I've just dropped it down to one a week, which is um, a breath of fresh air. But because you do that, you do take your foot off the gas and then you leave it till quite late and like, shit, I've got to get this episode out. Now. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the way, isn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, is, I can relax a bit now. I've relaxed too much. I've relaxed too yeah. much. Panic. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, over the next couple of days, I've got to get Fridays out. So, um, but yeah, I didn't realize how much work would go into it each episode. Um, like if I'm having like an hour long conversation with somebody, it's going great. There is still that little voice in the back of my head thinking, you got to edit all this, you got to edit all this. <laughs> <laughs> and especially with it being a, just an audio podcast, I want it to sound as good as possible yeah. uh, and take out all those with the visual thing. You've got that focus with the eyes as well. It can eliminate some of the distractions or things like that. But if it's just audio, I think some people do, well, people can lose interest if things are jumping about all over the place. So, um, yeah, I go, I go, to, I go deep on the on the editing process. 
I was going to say, like, we were talking about some of the guests you've had before. Like, a lot of people from, from bands that you love as well. Like, have you ever been, like, quite nervous just going into something because you admire them and their career, their life, that sort of stuff? I get anxiety going into any interview, I think. I mm. think it's, um, it's, it's that being scared of not being prepared enough, I think. Mm. Um, especially if, because I, I don't know what you guys do um, preparation wise, but I don't do my prep until the day of the interview in case it gets canceled. Cause I don't want to be like, I've spent like two days researching this and they've dropped out on me like half an hour before, like shit. So I always confirm my interview the day before. And then on the day, that's when I'll do all my research and dive in and get ready. Um, so that morning of the thing, like the anxiety levels are through the roof. Cause first thing that morning, I don't know nothing about this person. And I know I've got an interview to do later that day. Mm. So um, that's when I start stressing, but yeah, figure it out. I get everything ready and I'm stressing up until I click that admit button on Zoom, then you're all in. There's no looking back then. So from then on, I'm usually pretty good. Um, unless like the beginning of our conversation, if the internet's a bit crappy <laughs> or their audio's a bit rubbish, that's when I, st I stress out. It catches you a bit off guard because you, you can't get that nicely flowing interview um which you always hope for so um that can kind of make you stumble for a little while but you've probably had guests though as well where you're not sure how it's going to go and as soon as it kicks in you know from those first few minutes oh this is going to be a good one this um, yeah good. yeah a classic example of that is jason page the guy who sang the pokemon theme song right that was a uh, his emails were very short and a bit like oh we're not but I think he was trying to, he was portraying his, like, his personality and his comedy value into his emails. So he was actually just winding us up, basically. Because then when the, when, this, when the interview started, he just started singing at us straight away. <laughs> like, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. It's his a great feeling, like, though. Yeah. She's talking to a stranger. Yeah. But, like, talking yeah. to a stranger, but instantly you're like, oh, I feel comfortable straight from the get-go. Yeah, Absolutely. It's where I love those ones where, like you say, it start off, you talk to a stranger, by the time the interview's finished, you're like, I think I've got a new friend here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Do I ask for his mobile number so I could text him to keep in touch? <laughs> the classic example of that is we interviewed one of Tom's favourite singers of all time, and now they're bloody playing, like, PlayStation games at two o'clock in the morning together, like, talking all the time. They're, like, best friends now, and it's like, this is nuts. <laughs> what? Who's that? Who was that? Uh, Braden Barry. Where's he from? Canada, right? Uh, it's a, a emo acoustic artist. It's now dabbling in EDM. Uh, his band's called Say We Can Fly. It's just him with an acoustic guitar. Um, absolutely incredible. His his music's very emotional. I relate to it quite a lot. Uh, back in the day, um, like 2014, 2015, right. just a lot of shit, like personal shit that was going on. And his music got me through that and got me out of that. So in 2020, I said to Jamie, "It's like let's just speak to him. Let's see if we can get him first. It probably won't." Five minutes he replied in. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> okay. But then I, I think because it was such an early on interview, I pretty much near enough fanboy the entire time. We had to edit a lot out. I was like, I love you. I love you. I love you. So, yeah, it was pretty. After it was like, oh, I've never done that again. That was horrific. Um, so, Are you going to get him back on the show, though? He's been on three times. Three or four times. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, a lot of that, 
Did you find that, though, actually? Find it a good, quite a good question to ask. When you first started interviewing, uh, even if it was the magazine days, that you found when it's people you loved, you're a bit like, oh, my God, it's exciting. Oh, my God, I'm going to ask this. This is going to be great. This is going to be so much fun. And then you find yourself doing it in the interview, and you're going, in your head, you're going, shut up, shut up, shut up. But then your mouth just keeps going and going and going and going. Has that ever happened to you? I don't think so. My nervousness and, like, want trying not sticking to the, like, the questions I've got, um, I don't know if I, I don't think I fanboyed at too much. I don't know. I'd have to go back and listen to some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, I remember doing it with John Carabi. I was literally like, you're like my favorite singer of all time. He's like, you need to get out of life. I was like, <laughs> 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 it's like, it's all put you in, in your place. So like, yeah, it's just a dude. It, it, it's just a dude. Yeah. As it got to that point though, now, do you think you would still get starstruck or are you kind of, no. You got other things to worry about, and yeah, because yeah, yeah. we did our we did some first ever live interviews at Bloodstock Festival last weekend, and like again, I interviewed all my favorite bands, favorite singers, and I just sat there and just chatted, and like like it was just normal. Yeah, yeah, it was great. So yeah, was, I think I think you find that after doing it for so long, like you no, know, obviously doing it with magazines and now this, that you get past it, don't you? You kind yeah. of just go, oh, I'm just chatting to so and so today about this, that, and the other. You don't really go. Fuck Chesley Hawks. Oh my God. Yeah. Chesley Hawks. Like, do you know what I mean? It's the one only. Um, so. <laughs> one, one thing I do try and keep in my head, though, is never to take it for granted. Because um, I think, yeah. I think when Absolutely. I was doing the band stuff, I think we like, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but um, we'd support some, not big bands, but bands which we were fans of. And I think sometimes, oh, I've got to play it cool here. I can't like going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, Maybe I should have gone up and told them how much I enjoyed such and such album and stuff like that, but I didn't because I was playing it cool, or I didn't get, I didn't take something to get signed because I'm playing it cool. Um, so, so in the back of my head, I try and keep a a middle ground. So, yeah, yeah this is this is still awesome. This is still great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the amount of times we do that, we play it so cool throughout the interview, and as soon as they click connect, we'd like, oh my god, that was amazing. That was so cool. Oh my god. <laughs> So, do you have any like bucket list guests? Those, those guys that you're like, I need to get you on my show. Um, well, I want to get Todd Jensen on the guy who I mentioned earlier on. Um, the mm. guy who put me on the path with bass. I did actually interview him for the old Trash Pit magazine uh, many years ago, uh, but that was that's like going back a long, long time. So, I'd love to get him. And we've only ever spoke on email and that one because that was on telephone way back, and wow. uh, we've not seen each other in person since. When would it be? Nineteen, either ninety six or ninety seven. So it'd just be good just to do a Zoom chat and have a proper catch up. Um, so he's one. Um, I had Mark Torian on from the Bullet Boys, like a band, a guy I've known since two thousand and seven. I've done three tours with him. Always stayed in touch. He's one of the first people I reached out to when I started the podcast. But it took me two years to get him on there. I finally got him. Uh, and like people, oh, it's Mark Torian from the Bullet Boys. Big deal. But to me, it was a big deal because I know how much of a great story he's got and what a character he is. So for me, that was cool. Um, other bucket list ones probably sound silly, but I'd love to get Robbie Williams or Mark Owen from take that on the show. Um, That'd be great. Yeah. Either one. I'm a big fan of both of them. Uh, so I think that'd be a lot of fun. Just them as people as well. I love seeing them in other interviews. So that'd be really cool. Um, I got to get Charlie Simpson on from Busted as well. Cause I've had Matt and James on. I need to get the hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I've I've wanted I've tried to reach out to Matt and James in the past. I'd love both of them just so I could turn around to James and go, "Son of Dork, bring it back." It was yes. incredible. Yeah, Please. I think both of them uh, contact. I mean, I I got in touch with them just from messaging. I didn't have like a press thing or anything like that. But I think James took a long time to get, and he'd like be saying, "Yeah, let's set it up." So I'd email him back, "Okay, cool. What date?" And then nothing. Mm. Oh shit! Like, and then I'll try again this day. Then, oh, I'm free tomorrow if you want to do it. I'm like, yes. Like even, but that day of doing it, like, is he going to show up? Is he going to show up? So I'll send him one. Oh, I'll call him the next day. He's like, yeah, fine. I'm like, banging. <laughs> so I love that. You've mentioned that though. Like something that has happened before, like those last minute ones, I can do it tomorrow. Like, yeah. does that just make you go panic, panic, panic? Or because you do all your research on the day, is it just like, yeah, well done, really yeah tomorrow. T- if, uh, tomorrow would not be a problem um i had a guy called um again another one for you jamie danger danger hmm. are you familiar with him yeah, yeah, yeah. i've been tr- trying to get the original guitarist andy timmons uh to do an interview for like months and months and months and i think i just sent out it was r- around the time i did my hundredth episode um i sent out like a mass a- email out to everybody just say thank you for the support and i had andy's email on there and um he emailed me back because he must have remembered that we'd been in touch about doing an interview at some point. Oh, I'm free in a couple of hours if you want to do it then. I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was like, well, this is my shot, so i got to do it. So it was like full-on research for two hours. Uh, But luckily, he was an awesome dude and, like, super friendly. And it kind of – and he likes to talk as well. So I only had to ask a couple of questions, and he was just off and running. (laughs) Aren't they the best guests? Yeah. Yeah. The amount of times they're like, I should shut up. I'm talking to him. It's like, no, the show is about you. Talk, yeah. talk yeah. more. <laughs> Have so, you got any any kind of interviews in your you know in your repertoire that you're really proud of? Ones that you're like, that was so good. I'm so happy I got to sit down and have that chat with that person. Yeah. Um, a few people ask that. Oh, because the podcast got quite a few episodes now. They say, oh, which one should I listen to? Which would be a good example? And I always, there's always two interviews which I always go to. The first one is um, Wednesday 13, um, which was, for me, that was my 100th episode. So I was like, it's got to be a good one. Um, And that interview kind of encompassed everything I wanted the show to be about. Um, I think if, for example, if I had 15, 20 questions, I probably only asked maybe four of them. um, Because straight from the get-go, he just went off on it tangent but a tangent of really cool stuff which i like to speak about so we started off talking about old 80s toys and things he still collects to this day oh this is great this is gold this is then he started talking about old videotapes he used to rent and the whole conversation was all pretty much all about that then he was talking about the going to school and how he used to dress going to school with like his denim jacket and the band patches which he had on there Uh, it, it was just brilliant i was i I really love that episode and it's one of my favorites to this day. So that's one. And then bringing him back up again, the Matt Willis from busted one. That was one going in where I hope this is going to be as cool as I hope it's going to be. Oh, I'm yeah. a fan of this guy. I want to be his friend. <laughs> it's that one. And he was, it was awesome. He was late getting into the interview. He totally forgot about it. I'm like, Oh shit, I've lost him. He's gone. But I messaged him again. He's like, are you still okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm coming in now. So straight away. He's like, Oh, fucking hell, mate. Sorry, I'm late. Straight away. It's like, <laughs> so like it just released the tension yeah. straight mm. away. Um, yeah. and it was it was brilliant. Um, so they're the two, the 
Wednesday 13 one and the Matt Willis one I'm particularly proud of. Um, and there's, it was good audio quality as well. <laughs> good. That's what we like. But did you notice Jamie's face when he said Wednesday yeah. 13? I admit I was scrolling through your guests and as soon as I got to that one, I just went, bastard! Yeah. <laughs> that, that is a dream guest for me. Oh man, that, that should be... You can do that one. He's got a new album coming out soon. Yes. He's going to be hitting the PR thing. Yeah, I'm going to try and reach out again. Yeah, yeah. Got to do it, man. Got to do it. So with your show, do you do everything yourself? Because I know you said you do the editing, but your artwork and like the video cover to artwork mm. is stunning. It looks so good. Is that all you as well? Can't take credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> I could take credit for the idea, but I can't take credit for the actual um, artwork. Now, my friend Daz does that me and Daz used to play in a band called dip for dip for many many years and he's one of the most talented people i know he's also a musician as well um he's a fantastic graphic designer um so when i wanted to do the artwork for it i sent him the concept i want basically i want a video cover with the tape going in but just leave a section where i can just drop the different guests in each time and yeah he just came back probably within a couple of hours with that i was like mate nailed it straight away that's awesome yeah it's so good it looks yeah. amazing yeah he he smashed it on that one but yeah pretty much everything else um from well you know everything that's involved the the research the recording the editing the uploading uh the promo all that kind of thing everything else yeah um, i mean i do i mean i was a graphic designer for 20 years at my old printing place but i kind of i know my limits and yeah. in my head it's like am i going to pull this one off now i'll ask Daz to do it or uh mike i don't know if you've seen my cover artwork with the cartoon with me holding the videotape up and there's some like 80s cartoon characters around it. yes. it's on the website yes. and stuff yes. like that uh that was just a guy who i met at a convention one day um who did a guy called david um he did like these really cool t-shirts and stuff oh that's really cool so i reached out to him um for that and yeah, it's nice to get incorporate other people though and get other people involved because at the same time they're doing an awesome job for me. And like you say, you're seeing it's like, oh, it looks great, it looks great. And so it's promoting them as well. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that picture again is it's amazing. I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, he did a great job on that one. So the one thing that a lot of podcasters struggle, we're not alone in that one, is finding an audience for your show. Mm. You know, it's all it doesn't matter how good your show is getting people to actually see it and hear it is another thing. And especially when there's a million and one podcasts out there, which doesn't help. Yeah. So how did you find a way to stand out and find that audience? Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's freaking hard to get an audience. I mean, what do they say? What are the most popular ones? Like true crime. Joe Rogan. Like Joe Rogan. Yeah. yeah. That's stuff, yeah. But like they say, you've got to, focus your niche you've got to do a specific thing so straight off i'll call it straight to video it's not a video podcast no. <laughs> what do you do uh i interview anybody really musicians actors anyone i find interesting so i don't think i've gone down the niche route i could perhaps focus it a little bit better but um building an audience i don't know it's I know quite a few people through the band. So I got that initial small audience of people who I knew would listen to, but it's so hard to grow it outside of that. I mean, I don't know how much you guys watch your stats and listener figures and all that kind of stuff, but that can become quite addictive after a while, but also very frustrating when 
you see that initial growth, but then it kind of levels off, takes a few dips and all that kind of thing. I mean, one thing I found one year, I took a break for about two weeks over Christmas one time. And well, obviously the listeners dropped quite extensively, but it took so long to get it back up there. So I don't know what the reasons was behind that, whether people, because they always say release your episodes on the same day. So people know that if you release them on a Friday, that Friday morning when they're driving to work, they're going to be listening to the new episode. So they say try and be religious on that front. But it's so uh, I'm struggling. I am kind of struggling now as to what the next step is to grow it outside of the people who thankfully still listen to it. But I don't know, just keep hammering away. It's, yeah. it's a it's a, it's a long game. I didn't get in. Yeah, it would be nice to make some money out of this, but that's not why I got into it. I'm sure it's not why you got into nope. it. Um, and podcasting more than anything, I think, is the long game. So it could be. I mean, I'm in. I'm into two years now. You say you're into a year of this podcast, but you had one before. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's a long, it's a long slog. I mean, I've got friends in other, uh, I'm friends with a lot of American podcasts. I think it's because a lot of my guests are American. So they see me interviewing people and I see them interviewing people. So I've become really good friends with quite a few American podcasters. And I know their frustrations as well. It's like just hitting, whether it's hitting so many subscribers on YouTube they're like, how do I get more? Because they see other people with like thousands and thousands. I don't think there is an answer. I, I think no. the only thing is just to keep going. That's all you can do. And hopefully, whether it just be one episode that clicks, some guest shares it and it just happens to take off or one guest you have talks about something that gets picked up by a bigger website. Um, there's no real answer. It's going to be something as random as one of those, I think, that helps it grow outside of what it currently is. I don't know if that answers your question. No, no. no, no. I was just intrigued because it's the exact same thing that with us. It's like we don't have a niche. We talk to anyone and everyone. And our niche is we talk to people about their life story. That it's not really a niche. And, <laughs> but then you see people like Mark Woody at who you interviewed and like he's flying and yeah. does the exact same thing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because Mark, he's doing great, but he had the skip to the end podcast before that, the movie one, which was huge. But I think even in the interview which I did with him, he said they released that podcast very early on before mm. there weren't thousands and thousands of movie podcasts so that he gained that audience and they stuck with him because the podcast was good. So once he'd launched Mark and Me, he had a core audience which he could initially um, broadcast to. But I know he has times of frustration. He can get, he's like, because I know he's, um, he's trying to do it as a full-time job. Uh, so he's struggling as well sometimes, but his determination, um, I tip my hat to him and it's very mm. inspiring to see what he does and just constantly moving forward. So as we said at the start, we've had a couple of familiar, similar guests, the same mm. guest, um, five to be exact. I went through your guests. Five. All right. I went through some, uh, yeah. uh, Chesney Hawks, legend and Chesney Tim Rose. Yeah, Tim Rose, Chesney Hawks, AC Slade, Jarrett Reddick, and Mitchell Ems. Nice. So incredible people. If it, it feels a bit daft not to mention them as we've also interviewed them. But is there any like black any like fun memories of talking to those guys? Um, well, I've known Jarrett from Bowling for Soup back. Well, I actually met him going back to the Trash Pit magazine 
Um, hmm. He was one of my first favorite interviews back in October 2003, I think it was. Um, and we actually did become friends after that. We actually played in a band together, a band called People on Vacation. Um, wow. When he needed a bass player coming to the UK, um, I said, oh, well, if you need a bass player. And he actually took me up on it. Uh, so, yeah, we've always stayed friends. So I always love doing interviews with him because I know he's another talker. He, you know you're going to get some gold every single time. And I did a Christmas interview with him. What was it? It'd be this past Christmas. Um, and I said, oh, I should have sent you some questions beforehand. And he says, no, you won't, because I've never read them anyway. Because he just <laughs> likes to do it off the cuff. Um, so one of my favorite people on planet Earth right there. So um, as I'm sure your interview went great with him as he well. Brought, yeah. And he was one of our earliest as well. It was probably yeah. our first big, big wow. interview. Yeah. And he was phenomenal. Nice. I'd love to have him back on. He was so yeah. good. It's awesome. And uh, AC Slade, another guy who I've known again. I met through Trash Pit magazine when obviously I did the murder dolls. I was a big fan of those. But when he came back with Trash Light Vision um, on their very first tour, I interviewed him for Trash Pit magazine then. And um, again, luckily became friends with him. And I used to have through Trash Pit, I had a record label called Trash Pit Records. And when he did AC Slade and the Dark Party, we actually put that out through Trash Pit Records. Um, so that was a big thing for me, for him to trust in me to say, okay, you can release this album for us. So an absolute amazing dude and great to see what he's doing with the coffee stuff as well with mm. Catfight Coffee. Um, he's just like hit the ground running with that and hit the ground going running. back a little. Ah, <laughs> um, that was fast. Um, <laughs> but going back to like you said, you were asking me about um, do I do everything with the podcast? I think AC does pretty much everything with that Catfight Coffee thing. And they're like, relentless with like the mail outs the merchandise is amazing all the different brands he does like the live the shows with them selling it and so yeah i think that's incredible what he's done and uh, who else did you mention mitchell ems mitchell ems Actually, i saw him in birmingham last night at the gaslight anthem concert but i didn't get a chance to speak to him because other people were speaking to him and then he was off with his girlfriend and all this kind of stuff but that was actually the first time we'd spoke he's a local like he used to be local to me um, playing in a lot of local bands um, so that was a cool one. A really nice guy. Uh, I'd love to see him do some more stuff. He seems to gone really quiet for a while. Mm. Um, he did the stuff with the treatment and kind of went off the radar other than his solo stuff. But uh, it'd be great to see him out there playing live again. Our, our interview with Mitchell was like three hours long. I think. Is that <laughs> the one where you still want to get a bit of a man crush on him? Is that the one I remember? Jamie. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I watched your interview when I was doing some <laughs> research for it. Oh really? That's yeah, awesome. I think so. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I remember just, that bit. He's <laughs> just a, he's just a beautiful human. And she's really yes. I was just listening to his songs before we did the interview, and I was like, I think I'm falling in love with this guy. It's like he's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's really good stuff. It really is. Oh, good. that album isn't. Yeah. I, every time I talk to him, I'm like, where's the second album? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Come on, get to it, boy. This is incredible. I need yeah. it. Yeah. We'll do something eventually. For sure. It's amazing. <laughs> Can't believe he's in Birmingham. He didn't tell me. I mean, I don't blame him. I think but... it was him. It looked like him. <laughs> no, he, did. he put on his Instagram story. He was at a gig in Birmingham. Right, so okay. it was him. Yeah, it was him. <laughs> so before we start wrapping up, obviously people know podcasting. It's a free medium, but in order to get support for yourself, you have a Patreon for your show. Yeah. So what sort of things do you offer with your Patreon? Um, that was another thing. I was like really hesitant about doing that. Um, it's like, will anybody do this? Will they think, 
Like you said, it's weird asking people for money. That's mm. that's a hard thing. That's a hard thing for musicians to do. Or any, I think anybody from a creative background doing something you love, and for the most part, you do it for free. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm like you guys. I don't know. How, I know you take the podcast seriously, but I don't know how serious you want to take it. Would you like to see it grow to the point where it becomes something oh. that consumes you and you could do spend more time doing i so it's like love to do it full time yeah love to do it full time yeah and same for me it's like everything i go into uh, that's one of the reasons i quit my job um pre-pandemic which obviously went a little bit longer but i did actually quit in november 2020 um but i was thinking i've had this great job for 20 years which i could easily coast out till retirement but i'm getting older i need to do something else just for a change for me and everything I've, well, from for as long as I can remember, everything I've done in my spare time and enjoyed, if I look at it realistically, somebody out there is making a living doing this. They do it as a job. Um, so why not at least give it a shot? At least I could say I gave it a shot. So um, I thought, right, I'm going to make a jump and try and do so. I do like comic conventions selling um, Lego frames, which sounds crazy, 47-year-old man playing with lego uh but i sell frames at conventions and love doing that because it's all nostalgia based pop culture based uh it's something that's passionate for me so i do that then i started the podcast i'm like i really like where this is going i'm passionate about this some people i know it's hard to make you say well it's nigh on impossible to make a living a a full-time job out of it but it can generate some money so if i'm passionate about it and putting my heart and soul into it why not try and get something to help it? So yeah, Patreon, I gave a shot and um, it, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's hard work. Cause like you say, what rewards do you offer? Um, going into it, I looked into a lot of what other people were doing, but somebody said to me, a lot of people will just, they just want to support you. You don't mm. have to necessarily give massive rewards. So depending on your tiers, like the lower tier, I think people will come into that because they just, generally want to support you because they're a fan of the podcast or what you do but in the others it's stuff like a bonus episode which to be honest i need to pull my finger out a little bit on because <laughs> i do a bonus movie podcast as well where i just talk about films but again it's it's so hard when you're doing the podcast it's taking so much time but um yeah i do a bonus movie podcast where i pick an old film get another guest on we talk about that film um we have a private facebook group where everybody who's a patron gets an invite to this Facebook group and we can all chat about the episodes, any ideas for this show. So there's that interaction there. Um, what else do we do? They get a free download of all the straight to video back catalog, all the music, which I've done. So it's probably over 30 songs now. Um, and then the higher tiers after so many months, they get exclusive merchandise. So I do like enamel badges and exclusive t-shirt and things like that. So um, it's been a lot of fun and hopefully I hope people, enjoy being a part of it supporting it that's great yeah it's great absolutely great but you mentioned uh you sell frames at conventions with lego bits about pop culture is that what um arcade frames is yes yes nailed it (laughs) that was literally my next question what because i saw you had an etsy and it's called arcade frames i was quite curious to know what that is yeah um i was just trying to think off the top of my head how did i start doing it and uh, my nephew brought me a frame for Christmas one year. Um, I've got it actually 
around here somewhere. Um, and it was basically four horror figures. Who was there on there? It was Freddy Krueger, Beetlejuice, Chucky, and I think Jason Voorhees, like a little Lego figure on this horror background on one of the frames from Ikea, like one of the uh, yeah, yeah. box frames. Mm. And I saw it, I thought, this is amazing. Then my um, really over-critical personality kicked in and it was like that's great but i could do it better (laughs) (laughs) i could do a better job at this so i thought how easy is it to get these figures online so i found a place where you could order the figures i thought right i'm gonna have some fun with this dude a really cool background to it and put my own stamp on it and i did a few sold a few and uh again that's just grown from there and started doing conventions which for me was really daunting because i'm not a very good one-on-one person in real life. I don't know what to say to people. Uh, I've never sold stuff on a market store or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, I did it and I found I really enjoyed it and it's a lot of fun. So that kind of grew. And that was one of the things which led me to leaving my day job. Um, right. If I can save up a good amount of money before I, before I jump into career suicide, uh, it'll give me a little bit of a, a leeway so yeah that's that's been a lot of fun um and it's constantly growing people really like them um so hopefully that'll continue to gain speed alongside the podcast as well yeah fingers crossed maybe you can whack at your patreon yeah that's not a bad idea i might be able to do like an exclusive one to patreon members or something like yeah. that rob lane minifig that's all we all need <laughs> when you've got your own action figure you know you've made it <laughs> Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So, Rob, what have you got coming up that people can look out for with you, whether it be guests on the show, tours you're doing, whatever it may be? Um, Well, the latest stupid thing I've done is, um, (laughs) I don't know if you've seen it or not, but to expand the straight-to-video brand, uh, me and my friend Chris have opened a video shop in 2022. I don't know if so. We've got the straight-to-video now. Uh, the straight to video 80s video shop opened a couple of weeks ago um, near my hometown. Uh, my friend Chris, who I've known since early, early band days in the late 90s, um, we're actually on holiday in Florida um, earlier this year. And um, Chris runs a sports shop in the town, maybe three or four miles away from me. And um, he's been doing that for a while. He like, does these really cool goalkeeping gloves called Glue Pro. And he's been doing that. He's been doing the glue pro stuff for probably about three years, but he's had like a, an actual sh- physical shop for a year. And um, he says to me, he says, I've got this room upstairs. It's all part of the rent. It's all part. I've been paying for it for the last year. I want to do something fun in it. I want to do some kind of retro eighties room in there. So that got my brain ticking. And I said, mate, you know what you want to do? You want to op- make it into like a video shop. Like make it look like an old school 80s video shop. He's like, oh, that sounds all right. You reckon we could do it? And I'm like, yes, yeah. I've been into some before. They have these pop-up ones, like someone will rent a shop for like six weeks and recreate a video shop. People lose their minds when they go into them. I've been into them and it's been brilliant. There's one in Liverpool called Video Odyssey, which is a permanent one, but he's also got like a TV studio bolted onto it. So that's how he makes it work. I said, let's do it. Let's make a video shop. So we got back in March and just went to work. And yeah, we've created a video shop, which opened a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, people's reaction to it's been great. They say it was like stepping back in time. 
So we've got all the old video shelves, all old posters. We've got arcade machines in there. Um, so right now I'm just like volunteering there three days a week just to get it off the ground. And we've called it straight to video and we're coming up with a name. I says, mate, if, if it's not me being too egotistical, the straight to video brand is already there. We can just extend on it and do it that way. And it'll bring people in. Um, so yeah, if anyone's in the Midlands, we're 10 minutes from junction 28 of the M1. So come to Alfreton, Derbyshire to the eighties video shop on Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays and come and say hello. But I won't be there in September because I'm going to be on tour with Grand Theft Audio. So come and see us then. <laughs> that was a, that was a great segue. I liked yeah. that. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Bob, this has been so much fun, my friend. But before we let you go, Tom, have you got any more questions? Uh, yeah, just one more. Like when you obviously decided that you were going to quit your job, then then the pandemic went. No, not yet. Um, <laughs> and then eventually you did actually quit your job. Did you ever think that life would turn out the way it has with music, with podcasting, with the magazine, etc.? Mate, it's gone so fast. It, everything. I don't know how old you guys are, but when you, when I hit thirty, it went fast. When I hit forty, it went into overdrive. So time is just flying so fast. So right now, I'm just enjoying everything I'm doing. Uh, I'm not having too many sleepless nights worrying about the bills, but with well, the electricity bills, I might be in the next few months wow. um, getting onto uh, current topics. But um, yeah, I'm. I'm super happy where things are going and the band stuff it has been quiet for a long, long time. Um, but with this Grand Theft Audio tour coming up, I'm su super excited about it. One of the most exciting tours I've been looking forward to for a while. So I'm excited to see, get back out there and playing again. I don't know how the, um, I maybe should have exercised a bit more. Uh, I think I'm going to be a bit out of shape, a little bit rusty, uh, but we'll see. Uh, it should be good. So yeah, I'm, excited just to see what happens next um just keep doing stuff that i enjoy doing and hopefully it comes across that way phenomenal rob before we let you go we like yes. to play a little game with our guests if you're willing to participate sir i'm willing to participate participate but i'm shit at this stuff but i'll give well, it a go <laughs> you're gonna know the questions because it's i mean the answers you're gonna know the questions are gonna tell you you're also gonna know the answers because they're all about you it's nice okay and nice and simple Number one, find for perfect question for Starfood. Your favourite pizza topping? Ooh, it would be pepperoni, but me and my wife gave up meat about three years ago, so I crave pepperoni pizzas. <laughs> but uh, right now, it's mushroom. Oh, <laughs> Emergency solid. meat mushroom is solid. Solid choice. We fucking love yeah. mushrooms. <laughs> the first ever gig you went to. First ever proper gig I went to was Iron Maiden in September 1990 at the Derby Assembly Rooms on the first 10 years tour. Nice. Nice. A lot of detail. With Wolfsbane supporting. Blaze Bailey and Wolfsbane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little. I like that. That's good. <laughs> they obviously saw the support band. Like, I like him. I'll keep an Another eye on him. Another great guest. If you've got a Blaze Bailey on your show, get Blaze Bailey on your show someone i've been tempted to reach out to so that's just uh yeah get him on there that one for me thank you very much <laughs> um what was, what was the next one i was gonna say that your favorite breakfast cereal Ooh, i can i can go off on a tangent and uh i used to spend my summers in america and the breakfast cereal which they had there because i had family over there i used to love pac-man cereal and because everything had marshmallows in it it used to blow my mind. 
So the closest thing we ever got over here was Lucky Charms, which I love dearly to this day, but I, I've not had a box for years because I can't imagine what's in them. But I would say Lucky <laughs> Charms is my favourite cereal, but I've not had it for about five years. I'd, I always love Tom's face when I ask that question because he's a bit of a cereal connoisseur. Yeah. M- marshmallow ruins everything, though. No one, I don't like marshmallow. Why, no. why, stop putting in fucking cereal, right? <laughs> it's like putting bits in jam. Stop doing that as well. Yeah. We don't need extra fruit. <laughs> I, I did, the pop culture nerd in me did succumb to the Back to the Future and Jaws cereals, which you can get in um, oh, yeah. B&M at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to get a tattoo to commemorate your career so far, what would it be? Ooh. Oh. That is a that's a great question. Well, thank you. Oh, I don't know. I'm a sucker for tattoos. I do need a new tattoo. I've not had one for about two years. Oh, STV. Nah, I did nah. think about that for a while. I maybe just need to get a videotape tattoo at some there point. There you go. I think. Yeah, I've got a cassette tape on my leg, but maybe I need to get some kind of videotape somewhere. <laughs> integrate it. Integrate yeah. it all in. VHS forever or something tacky <laughs> yeah. like that. But for EVA. And last but not least, if you had a time machine but to go back in time and give one piece of advice to young Master Lane, what might that be? Oh. Oh. I could give him a lot of advice. <laughs> um I don't want to try and get all serious. I want to come up with like a really funny answer, but I don't think I, I can come up with a funny one. Um, I, I just say do more stuff if you can. Just do more stuff. Because I used to like, as a kid, I'd just sit in front of the TV all day. Um, and just I think I missed out on it. I think I often say that's why I love, I, I focus on the 80s so much is because I love it. And I think I do know a lot about it, but I also feel like I'm, I perhaps didn't do as much as I should have done. So I'm trying to drag it all back in now. So yeah, if I, if I could give my younger self some advice is like do more stuff and don't be scared to do more stuff. Beautiful. I hope that's not too deep. No, it's beautiful. We love shit like that. It's yeah. great. Absolutely. Fantastic. Rob, this has been absolutely magnificent, my friend. Um, but for everyone listening to this, where can they check out? Where can they find you? What social medias and plugs, etc., do you have? Um, I'm on all the social medias, Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter, and all that kind of thing. But if I'm going to point anybody at anything, just go to stvpod.com. Um, and that's got everything about the podcast and links to everything else. So, yeah, stvpod.com will be the best place to go to. Beautiful. Beautiful. Rob, this has been amazing. So much fun. Thank you so much for doing this. It means the world. Jamie, Tom, thank you for having us. I hope it was all right. <laughs> no, thank you so no, much, Rob. It means the world. It's been great talking to you mate i loved it awesome mate guy hopefully yeah. we can have a beer in real life at some point yeah you're on we'll hold you that. Nice fun, yes guys. absolutely <laughs> beautiful enjoy the rest of your evening my friend you thank take you care very much guys speak soon bye 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 what an incredible conversation and i'm not gonna lie the fact he listened to our interview to prepare for his mitchell and m's interview Made me a little yeah. bit giddy inside. Yeah, it's, it's nice, isn't it? It's like, oh, you actually use your show for for uh, research. It's <laughs> like, did you? Fuck, fucking hell. Wow. <laughs> like, okay, that's awesome as fuck. 
And the fact he just went, uh, which one of us either had a man crush? I don't think that'd be me. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's me. But uh, guys, this is a great one. And Rob, thank you again. We absolutely loved having you on the show. And hopefully we can uh, return the favour, yeah? <laughs> and hopefully you guys enjoy listening to it as much as we did recording it. <laughs> Mr. Stevens. Yes, sir. It's all into participation time, baby. Bring it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate. Jamie's Participation Challenge. This week, I said, if there was ever a participation challenge designed for Mr. Stevens, this is it. We all like to sing some song lyrics wrong on purpose, right? So this week, I asked, what songs do you like to sing the wrong lyrics to and what do you change them to? What say you, Mr. Stevens? Total clips of the heart, I like to change to I totally shit when I fart. (laughs) I totally shit when I fart. But majority, I like to just change them there and then to whatever I can think of at the time. So, you know, my dad's the same. Um, I think that's where I get it from. Um, but yeah, there's just moments where songs will be on. I start going, uh, hang on, I'm trying to think of one really quick. Um, because obviously I mentioned it before, I'd go, I like to sing the same line over and over and over again. Yeah. Say you will, say you will, say you will, say you will. Uh, I like doing that because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I'm trying to think. I can't. Oh, Linkin Park in the end. Oh, God, what was it used to change that to now? I put my cock <laughs> in you, pushed as far as I can go <laughs> for all this. You've really ruined my asshole. <laughs> oh, the amount of times you used to do that to me were not that. I mean, sing the wrong lyrics to yeah, yeah, songs. Fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 it. Um, I swear there was one we did about insects, but I can't remember. I randomly remember that or do with uh, germs or something. I can't remember it at all, but I remember one, that yeah. one as well. Yeah. What about oh, you? My favourite one is uh, Atomic Kitten's Hole Again. I always, I always like to go. You can fill my hole again. Of course, I like, I like doing that one. And I, I do loads, and now I'm completely brain farting on what any of them are. <laughs> I should exactly have written them down. Sounds... I should have written them down. Oh, the other one I like doing is um, "Since You've Been Gone" by Dave. Remember, or Kelly Clarkson to change to "My Massive Schlong." <laughs> <laughs> my Massive Schlong. It's. It's only increased double the size. It's too fucking long. Yeah, yeah. Now I can't get it up, up at all. It's too fucking long. <laughs> That's another one I like to do as well. That was that was beautiful. I really enjoyed that. Uh, the other one is Celebrity Skin by Hole. I always start that. I was going, so bend me over. Did it, did it, did it. What was the other one? Oh, um, Scissor Sisters. Uh, I don't feel like dancing. I'll start there again. <laughs> Wake up in the morning with a dildo in your bum. I, I don't know why. Oh, uh, Robert Williams. Um, let me entertain you. I like to change to let me penetrate you. <laughs> but I change, the, I change the verb every time. So it's like, uh, I object to whatever it is. Come on, let me eviscerate you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let me <laughs> penetrate you. Beauty. <laughs> and this, ladies and gents, is why I said this audience challenge is perfect for Tom. Yeah, it's great. It's so much fun. Should we get some audience answers? Let's do it. Oh, first off, <laughs> because you, as you already mentioned, I had to go with Donna Stevens, just says, yes, your dad, to every single bloody song. Yeah, dad's great for it. Really great. Definitely. If you need to, you, you need to hear his rendition of uh, Mary's Boy Child, uh, Bone is a Boney M, the yes. Christmas song, because it's just the best thing in the world. In which Kate Elizabeth replied to was saying, "Rocking around the Christmas tree, later we'll have some fucking pie." <laughs> really <laughs> <made me laugh. laughs> yes, sister, getting involved. Uh, Krista Plum Evans says Queen another one rides the bus thanks to Weird Al I think Weird Al ruined a lot of songs for people Uh, Christian Cooper says I always sing ACDC's classic A Long Way to the Top if you want to rock and roll as it's a long way to the shop if you want a sausage roll (laughs) that's amazing Uh, Tish Pace says, Is this the real life? Is this just Battersea? Which <laughs> made me laugh. Susie Altro, Altry rather, Slipknot, Inside Michelle, I Wait and Bleed. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I bet she hates that. I know, right? <laughs> Why are you still here? I'm still waiting to bleed. I'm still Sorry. waiting. I am bleeding. Uh, Jasmine Emerson says, Family Guy has completely ruined Rock and Roll All Night by Kiss For Me. I don't think I'll ever sing the correct lyrics ever again. Do you remember that one? Nope. Where they go to Kiss Stock. You see the Kiss are singing, I want to rock and roll all night. And he puts the mic into the audience and Lois just turns around and goes, and have a wonderful time. (laughs) (laughs) I have a version of the, The Rose by Westlife in the car. That's great as fuck. Which one, sorry? The Rose by Westlife. Where they're in the car, I can't remember the driving. They go, Some say love, it is a river. It's great. You need to watch the clip on YouTube, it's phenomenal. I've never looked at that one, I don't know that one. It is very, it's not they haven't changed the lyrics, but it's just what Peter says afterwards is oh, okay. fantastic. Uh, Gemma Williams she says, I have two. It says Alicia Keys, New York. I always sing, New York, it is where wet dreams are made of. <laughs> And she says, Fallout Boys, this ain't a scene. I always thought they sang, This ain't a scene. It's a goddamn ass face. <laughs> uh, uh, my, uh, Nina Hewitson says, My asshole husband has taught all my kids to ruin my favorite song by singing, We built this city on sausage rolls. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, Mally Malpass says the chorus to All I Had I Gave by Crowbar sounds just like they're saying Motorhead are gay <laughs> what? <laughs> I've not heard this song but I need to go check it out because <laughs> I want to see if that's what it sounds like <laughs> Mally's a legend uh, Graham Arnold says uh, thanks to Psycho Stick I can never hear Bodies by Drowning Pool properly oh, ever wh- what a tune <laughs> I can only count to four. <laughs> and he said it's the same goes to Michael Jackson's and Fallout Boy because I always change it to beat it thanks to Weird Al. <laughs> Weird Al, which ruined it for everyone. And last but not least is my mother. She says Bon Jovi's living on a prayer. 
it always to me goes whoa we're halfway there whoa shagging on a chair and then yeah. says sorry sorry son oh yeah i don't want to hear my mother talking about things like that thank you very much that's, a bit of fair. Well, that's how you're here isn't it i don't want to know thank you very so, much you're very welcome no do not want to think about my mother and furniture. Shut up. <laughs> you were once inside of her. Anyway. Stop um, it, you I'm, bastard. I'm not, I'm not like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. If you enjoyed Jamie's participation challenges, Tom's journal, Callum's preachings, the absolute nonsense bullshit we talk at the beginning and the interview, then enjoy the other 54 editions of the Chronicles of Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts from, Spotify, Google, Apple, etc., etc uh you can also find us on youtube at the chronicles of podcast please hit that subscribe button i've noticed some people some of you have been so thank you ever so much so keep hitting that subscribe button thank you to absolutely everybody that's watched our vlog so far obviously our vlog was released on saturday and it's been flying so we really really appreciate every single one of you that's checked it out um and for those people that have commented i'm so sorry that you went through that shit it's just bullshit that you know this shit still happens so Thank you ever so much for checking that out. Uh, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell so you get notified when a video is released, and comment, comment, comment. Please do that right now. I'll wait. You can also watch our hashtag WBW way back Wednesdays. Every single Wednesday. Uh, well, they're actually done now, uh, but you'll now get our little bloodstock interviews. Yeah. So you can enjoy those every single Wednesday at 6 p.m. We'll be banging them bad boys out starting next week. Um, so they're available from 6 p.m. on a Wednesday. Uh, also, you can come and find us on Facebook at The Chronicles of Podcast. You know you want to like it. You know you want to share it. You know you want your friends to join too. Uh, Jamie, where else can you find us? Um, sitting there on our favourite podcast app, subscribing to the Straight to Video podcast. Absolutely. Or on the Twitter. Or there. At TCOPod. Jamie, where else can you find us? Sitting there telling everyone to go check out our Bloodstack vlog on YouTube. Also on the Instagram. At TCOPod. You can also find us on TikTok at TCOPod. Go watch Jamie's real fucking weird unboxing videos from last week. They are mental. And yes, apparently they are toys. Um, you can also come to our beautifully, sexually, wonderfully new and gorgeously, deliciously, lovely little website at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com. You can find out about all about us on there, all of our episodes and shows are on there, and all of our affiliations and sponsors are on there. Lovely little beauties that they are. Uh, the Chronicles of Podcast. Downloaders, reviewers, sharers, raters tell all of your friends about us allow us into your ears but most importantly everybody was kung fu fighting and yes they were fast as lightning in fact it was a little bit frightening but it called for expert timing ha hoo ha <laughs> That was beautiful. I enjoyed that. That was very, Thank very you. beautiful. Well, my dishwasher's finished. Oh, nice to know. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get out of here, let's say a massive thank you to some of our friends. Every single piece of music you hear on this very show is delivered by one man. The one-man music machine that is Mr. Matt Roberts. Head on over to all his social media, Matt Roberts Music. Look for him on Spotify. Give him a follow and go listen to all his wonderful music. We can't thank Matthew enough 
by those beautiful, beautiful songs that he gives us. And if you have checked out our, our Bloodstock vlog, all the music on there, also from Matt. So you know it's good. You know it's good. We have to say a massive thank you to Stay Cozy Clothing. StayCozyClothing.com or the smartphone app. Go download that. Go check out the brand new drop. It is beautiful. There is some amazing items on there. Go add one of everything you like into your basket. And then when you get to checkout, you go discount code and put in the chronicles and get yourself 10% off your order. And in that order, I hope to find the Sophie Lancaster Foundation collaboration t-shirt. These guys supporting these guys, 50% of the profits from that t-shirt will go straight to the foundation. And we can't thank Braden enough for his continued support. You beautiful, beautiful human you. And of course, if you can see them behind my wonderful hat, we do have the Sophie Lancaster Foundation stamping out prejudice, hatred and intolerance everywhere. This incredible charity, they are very near and dear to our hearts, which is why you hear all about them every single week. We find at least one of us repping the shirts like Tom is this week. Find them behind us every single week. The video at the start of the, of the episode every single week, because that means so much to us. We can't thank everyone enough who has checked out that vlog Everyone who took part in that vlog while we're at Bloodstock, it means the absolute world. The message needs to be spread. It's 2022 and it's still happening. It is ridiculous. So please help us collate as much information as we can to send to the government to make them see sense and help fulfill Sylvia's vision and having it added to one of the five strands of hate crimes. Alternative subculture belongs there because we are treated differently because of the music we like, the way we dress, etc. It's as simple as that. There's nothing more to it. So please go to sophielancasterfoundation.com, click on the hate crime tab, and you will find the questionnaire there to fill in. Please fill it in. It would mean the absolute world to us. If I could afford all the travel, I'd come around and give you all a great big hug and a kiss on the forehead just for doing it, but I can't. So just have a virtual high five. There you go. And last but not least, massive thank you to this handsome devil over here. Mm, Why can I never point the right way? Stop it. Massive thank you to you too, my friend, Mr. Umbrella Head. Um, this has been great. Again, Jamie, another absolutely wonderful episode. It has indeed. I've had many, many funs. Me too. Callum, massive happy birthday, my friend. I uh, hope you have an absolutely fantastic day. Rob, thank you so much for being a massive part of the show. We really enjoyed talking to you. We really hope the talk goes well, and we look forward to catching up again soon. And guys, thank you too for listening to the show. We really appreciate you massively and for watching the Bloodstock vlog. Keep sharing that motherfucker everywhere. And as for this week, we'll see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye! Bye.